0: Say something funny. Hey, dumb! you're the funny one, I Oh, so you admit it. Yeah, I guess.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the No Int Here, the podcast, the only official podcast of the Stat Adventures website. Hi. <laughs> yeah, good job.
0: Want to start over? Nope. <laughs> this is on you now. Great.
1: So what are we talking about today, Stephen? Well, we are talking about the newest release from Watsy, Ghost of Saltmarsh, the... 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons Adventure, I think it's their ninth one?
0: So when they hit double digits, uh, will 6th edition come out? Are they going to do 6, or are they going to do like a 5.5 and make you buy a whole bunch of new books for well, like... Well, obviously literally?
1: there's something to fix in 5e because it's
0: perfect. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> No, I I assume that they'll do six e, but I mean five e's making them so much money right now. There there isn't much point to switch. Plus, they have so many supplement books that they haven't re released from past editions. So I don't see them anytime soon, at least well, releasing six yeah,
0: e. I get that, but at the same time, I I, I honestly think they're gonna go five point five and just make us all buy new books basically for like six changes. Are you? I mean, it's not three e or three point five. I mean, yeah, it's true. But,
1: I, I think things are, are going well for, for 5e. What they typically do is they just, you know, they uh, release uh, Unearthed Arcana and people. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that there's really anything in the core books worth changing or like re-releasing books, not I like agree. with 3e where people were concerned about stuff.
0: So you don't think they're going to just do a money grab?
1: No, no. I, I, I think there's better ways of making a money grab than just changing out the core books. I agree. The uh So yeah. Um, uh, this is the 10th one if you include the starter set, Lost Mind of Fandelver? Nope, not going to go there. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. We don't know how to pronounce a lot of words. So. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Lost Mind of Fantastic. Exactly. It sounds like it'll be a fun adventure. You're dead. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, I was counting the wrong thing. One, two, three, four. Eight. This is the 12th adventure. I was counting the storylines as the adventures, but not the individual hardcovers. Mm. Is it, so, is it twelve hardcovers? Yes, twelve different hardcovers have. Jesus. This is the twelfth adventure.
0: So, are they just relying on home to do all the one shots? Because they used to do back in the day. i have to say at least once. Yeah, every yeah.
1: Like the Dragon Magazine would release a bunch of different mm-hmm. one shot or several session
0: type things, uh, which they don't seem as concerned about. And even back, you know, in AD and D, they did. Uh, some of the modules were... And that's the thing. That's why they would do... I mean, if you look through, they had... You know, we're going to obviously talk... We're going to run some comparisons on the old U-series. Uh, but, I mean, they took a lot of the letters... You know, like S. Tomb of Horrors. Realms of Horrors. White Plume Mountain. They, they were one, two sessions, some of them? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly about those two. I don't remember. But, you know, playing some of these, it was... It wasn't... They weren't meant to be like a hardcover. I mean, how long is how long based on your estimate considering you've been reading for 24 hours, do you think Ghosts of Saltmarsh would take, which we'll just call Saltmarsh?
1: Uh well, it, it really depends on your oh, actually, holy work, holy work. I have the actual book from the local game store, mm-hmm. so I have the um the uh, special cover. Yeah. Uh how long do I think it would take? Uh Let's see. Um, probably two sessions for the first chapter for chapter two. Uh, maybe a s- two a session or two sessions for Danger at Dunwater. A session for Salvage Operation. uh two sessions for Alley of the Abbey. The final enemy might be more like three sessions. Tamarat's face I could see taking four ses- four sessions, and then the Styes potentially four sessions. So we're looking at two. Four, five,
0: going to say, I didn't six, keep track. Six,
1: seven, eight, nine, uh, thirteen. So maybe, uh, just under 20 sessions, uh, with just going off of what's in Ghosts Ghost of Saltmarsh. Of course, you can throw in more, um, you know, like DM can make, like, their own little side encounters because, like, they, while they, while well, you can have them go into like a loose storyline mm-hmm. uh, the levels don't always match up so we're in one you might end at like level three but then you need to be at least level five to start the next one so you you have a, like you can either just throw in more monsters for them to fight you can give them experience for story completion things like that to get them to that level and then have a couple smaller things to do on the way to that adventure
0: but so basically it's uh, if you do that let's say it's a six month one meeting once a week
1: yeah, once a week for four hours. Uh, yeah, you could probably get it done in about 25, 30 sessions. Okay. But, so, I mean, that's what the idea that your your party isn't just like, let's go off into the swamp and convert okay, so, all these bully into worshipping us.
0: So, in other words, it'll take every party known to mankind about a year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Maybe I mean it. it re- really it kind of comes down to how focused are your characters going to be on uh, looking into the story, finishing up storylines, plotlines, that sort of thing, or are they just concerned about um, you know talking to random Joe Schmo, the the shipbuilder yeah. for an hour and a half? Well, you know that's and like our table that we like we you guys are very focused on getting things done. You're not so focused on just lollygagging. Now, of course, there's uh points where you just kind of just wander around for a little bit but that's more of a um these dest- uh a a relaxing session it is not the norm for us
0: yeah no i mean i like to hit things yeah
1: yeah yeah you, you you guys start getting antsy when uh when you guys haven't uh felt like you've uh, done something or accomplished something in like the last hour or two yeah no
0: that's true the so what's this what's this retail now uh 49 bucks 50 49 99? yeah it's
1: 50 from uh a local game store, Amazon, I'm sure has it for cheaper,
0: but that's just because it's Amazon. They can buy it in quantity, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, as of right now, it's at 30 Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's even a bestseller. So, let's just say...
0: All right, because there's a difference in that. Yep.
1: Number one bestseller in Dungeons & Dragons game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, Descendant Avernus. Uh, the next one is
0: uh, in third, with the player's handbook in second. So... Yeah, th- that brings up another thing, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. I don't I think, let's say a six month adventure for thirty bucks. Oh, I hadn't sorry. Uh, I hadn't looked at the cover yet for descent
1: to Avernus. it looks fun. I dig it.
0: <laughs> Anyways, so the thirty bucks for six months of game time seems good to me. It does. Fifty doesn't. Fifty seems like a lot. but I would rather support my local game store, quite honestly.
1: Well, and i I, I think, what I mean the the onus shouldn't just be on the DM to cough up all this money for, for D D stuff. I mean I think the I'm the, not the giving table, you any money. Well I'm not running this game for the table, so you know whatever. <laughs> no, so wait, but so, so you point. bought it for this so now I owe you half <laughs> <laughs> but I think um you know and and that can be its own discussion of should the table also be willing to fork up some cash when it comes to buying
0: you know, adventure books yes. that they wanna that I- they want to play in. Yes. We'll talk about some other time, but I agree with you hundred percent on that. Um, and so to afford this, you can take all the money. Why what is what was the logic? And I've talked to a couple people about this, and we discussed yesterday. A week before Saltmarsh comes out? They start talking about everything else? Well, I mean it's it's what they do every year, is May they have their
1: big announcement of D D stuff and I mean, yes, they're talking about a an adventure path that's coming out, you know, several months from now. Um, they do mention, like, Ghost of Saltmarsh coming out a couple of days later. Yeah, but com- the focus was not on Saltmarsh. Well, I mean, most people that are interested in running Saltmarsh have probably already pre-ordered their book, either through Amazon or through their local game store. I got that. I understand and that. It just- I mean, it, it does bring more focus.
0: I mean, it seems like a bad marketing strategy to me.
1: Yeah, I, I do have to agree uh, that... I think that they should have done, like, maybe, like, the weekend after Saltmarsh comes out. Not, like, the weekend before. Talk, and then, you know, the weekend after you talk it up. It does give the people that are going to run the hardcovers an idea as to what their next campaign is going to be. Like, if all they do is hardcovers, hey, we have, you know, what, uh, four or five months to get through Ghost of Saltmarsh until we get into Avernus. And then we have, what, another four or five months until we get the next adventure supplement and that type of thing. But who actually does that? There's plenty of people
0: that don't play, like, homebrew
1: campaigns, and they just rely off of hardcovers or adventures in the DM's guild. That's incredibly
0: boring. I I mean, it's a different style to play. I mean, we played through Curse of Strahd. Yeah, we did. But, I mean, that was also the first time our table had gotten together. Yeah. I mean, I would run us through Ghost of Saltmarsh. It's a fun read. Yeah, no. It I don't- seems
1: fun. There, there's. I mean, we'll get into that. But there's like several things I would change. But I mean, that's true for anyone. Right. Really, what hard cover, hard covers do is it provides a a DM with a, a story, and then they can adjust that as needed. So it, it gives them something to work with instead of just coming up with ideas for themselves. And you know, maybe they're not. Maybe they were just kind of like shoved into the role of DM, and they're not confident yet, and like building a entire homebrew campaign.
0: Yeah, just running them one after the other after the other seems like it would be really boring. Well, some people For are really
1: into the uh, D&D, like the Forgotten Realms lore. And mm. so, you know, like they all want to be part of these different huge events that happened in, in the past.
0: I guess. I don't know. It just seems like It seems like it would be boring for you i think you you personally
1: personally i would i wouldn't like running just hardcover after hardcover i mean i would do it if you guys were interested and then i would just uh go a little crazy with all the homebrewing crap yeah um and and i'm sure that's what a lot of uh dms do whether they realize it or not is that they do like all the adjustments that they do for their table for those hardcovers is them homebrewing it for their table
0: all
1: right fair enough so I don't think we should go through a chapter by chapter, but oh, j- are we actually going to get started now? Yeah, we
0: might as well talk about it, right? All um, right. Cue the
1: noise thingy. Roll.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, Ghost of Saltmarsh.
1: Yes, Ghost of Saltmarsh came out the 21st. Um, I got the, I supported my local game store hardcover uh, with the, uh, the up-close artwork of the, now, so who again? Sahagin. Sahuda what again? Or Sahagen? Sahagin. Sahagin, okay. Because that's how I pronounced it ever since I saw them in the original Final Fantasy. It was always Sahagen, never Sahugan, never Sadugan, or however ever... no Jer- D in it? I- <laughs> so I was listening to a uh, Dragon Talk podcast, and uh, I think it was Jeremy Crawford was talking about it, and every time he said Sahugan, he would say it slightly differently. So it was like, Sahugan, or the Sahugan it's just like i don't
0: think he knows how to say the word no nope. <laughs> i'm not sure i know how to say the word he's probably thinking himself fucking black more supplement idiots <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so why didn't he call them the sea devils um he should have uh also
1: speaking of sea devils we have a deep dive for anyone that wants more information about mm-hmm. so who against uh they can go to our you know just Go to the information for this podcast. There's a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And you can read all about the Sea Devils and how they came up to be so devilishly sea
0: Except in 5e, where they nerfed the hell out of them, which is annoying.
1: Well, I mean... Well,
0: Not in there, they did This yeah.
1: book has so many different types of sah- Sahagans. There you go.
0: I keep pronounce wanting it. to say Sue. So. <laughs> we'll just pronounce it however you want. I'm going to call them <laughs> the Sea Devils.
1: So the cover of it... Uh, I got the fancy cover. Um, it has like a little bit of iridescence, kind of going across, like the eyes, fins, and the wording uh, of the book. And it's it's fine. It's a little too busy for my taste. I wish like the Sahagin was like pushed back just a little bit more, so I have a little bit more uh, ability to to see everything going on. And it's a little bit too much in the face. I really like the uh, the stock cover. Where it's the people in a ship being attacked by a Sahagan yeah. and then in the background you can see a kraken is like taking over the ship. Like to me that reads more of an uh, exciting adventure than just a Sahagan creepily reaching out
0: for my face and wanting to munch on it, I assume. I would assume that. So yeah, so let's see. Now we're but just, it's fine. We're talking about the covers, so this podcast should be about seventeen <laughs> hours.
1: I just <laughs> wanted to bring that up. Like I, I, I appreciate that it's different for local game stores. Um but I I kinda like Oh, it even looks like a little like so. The back of it has uh, iridescence. Yeah, it looks like it under it and it makes it look like it's underwater. So yep. that's kind of neat. I, I appreciate like those small little details. It's very cool, but it's like the front cover of it though is is a dark, little, a, l- a little too busy, and yeah, it, it is very dark. It's kind of hard to see, especially with like harsh lighting, trying to see what's <laughs> it's going on.
0: Sixth episode, Game of Thrones, dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> spoilers. Yeah.
1: Now. um... I think one of the big differences for this book, as opposed to the earlier supplements for uh, D&D, uh, or for the, like, Secrets of Saltmarsh, the U-series type stuff, is that we actually go into more information about Saltmarsh, right?
0: Oh, and that the art is actually good. Yes, <laughs> the
1: art is... I enjoy the art a lot. There's a couple of, like, derpy uh, Sahagin faces that make me laugh, um, which I was tweeting about when I was uh, reading through it. Mm, mm, Chris was showing me some of his artwork. But yeah, so uh, basically they set up Saltmarsh. I don't know how much information you're given about Saltmarsh in the original series.
0: Nope, not a lot.
1: Chris uh, is is the brave soul that went back and he reread some of these old mm-hmm. uh, adventures. And we're just, uh, for this, we're going to mostly talk about the three uh, adventures. The Sinister Secret of Saltmarsh. So many S's. You guys enjoy that? <laughs> and then the next one is Danger at Dunwater. And then the final one is The Final Enemy. Now, those are chapters 2, 3, and 5 for this, advent-
0: uh, for this adventure book. Yeah, uh, the Town of Saltmarsh gets four paragraphs of description. Ooh, I get... Now, remember, this was also a 30-some-odd-page module, so...
1: I get uh, 28 pages on Saltmarsh. Excellent. Uh, I'm not... Sh- This is one of the weaker chapters, I feel, in the entire book, where it's talking about Saltmarsh. It gives you uh, information about the different factions in Saltmarsh and why they don't like each other. Uh, There's the traditionalists versus the loyalists. There's also people working in the mines. It's basically a king is like, oh, we're going to make Saltmarsh useful and uh, get it ready for a big trade. And so he has he sent an enclave of dwarves about 200 of them to start mining the hills around Saltmarsh and all the uh Saltmarsh residents don't like that because they like the smugglers that come through and it's a hard life and they like it like that and uh so there's a lot of tension in between there there's a little bit of like they provide a lot of political intrigue if your party is wants to go in that direction so it there is information for it but hmm. it it I wasn't really that taken with it. It, It's fine for a backdrop. I'm not sure that uh, my table would ever really be that interested in figuring out, oh, this one dude
0: smuggles children, or this one dude's a slaver, or... Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's kind of trying to keep in the spirit of the original use series, because until you get to the third one, I mean, they even stated in there, it is much more of a thinking man's module. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... Not as much, oh, I'm going to go in and hit things. It's, I'm figuring things out. Like, because, let's see. And I have not read Ghost of Saltmarsh. So, the new one, I've read the modules.
1: I'm not going to let you touch my book.
0: That's fine. Um, I wouldn't expect you to. So, you are trying to figure out, the, in the haunted house, what's going on with the smugglers. You have no clue. You know, there's some Are random we things. jumping to the secret center. Yeah, like I'm just I'm giving, using it as an example. I mean, oh, okay. to tie in like I the have politi- things to talk shit yeah. about in Saltmarsh. To tie in like why they I think maybe why they would do that is to make it more of a let's say thinking man's kind of thing. Like you can add that that flavor in if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, and 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 this uh, uh, this adventure is very much set in um, uh, crap. No, I forgot what's called. What is the the uh the location or the world called. Is it in Greyhawk?
0: Greyhawk, that's it, yes. Oh wow, cool.
1: Uh it's in Greyhawk.
0: They kept it in Greyhawk.
1: Fantastic. Uh what they did was for each adventure they just uh they gave you a bit of information about how you could uh put it in Eberron, Forgotten Realms, or Mistar. Like how it might fit into Mm -hmm. those worlds. But is very much set in Greyhawk and it's assumed that you are uh in this land though it doesn't really go into information about the surrounding area outside of the salt marsh region
0: oh i've got the map if you need it actually that might be fun to to yes and that's that's what i'm looking right at it right now because this was set in the world of greyhawk and it states because it's a huge hex map and it's you know Saltmarsh is placed on the southernmost part of Keoland, at the western edge of Hex U4-123. This thing is <laughs> massive. I mean, the map, I had it like hanging up when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Even just finding that hex, you're like, what the hell?
1: I need a magnified latitude. Glad-
0: <laughs> what? I don't know. It's right here, guys. <laughs> okay. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this has a a very nice map done by Mike Shealy of salt marsh, the city. And then for the region of salt marsh, they have uh, Dyson logos has gone through and made the region of it with the North pointing East. And so you kind of have to hold it. Oh <laughs> the, yeah. That's the, the book at the side so that you can see everything. Um, and they have like the hexes and stuff. And then I wonder if, uh, because the way he has a, uh, the way Dyson logos draws his maps, it's very black and white, uh, uh, with um, different little symbols and stuff repeated over and over. Uh, it looks nice, um, and there's hexes. Uh, there's small hexes throughout that show that the, each hex is 10 leagues. Um, oh, I see. So the key has one hex equals 10 leagues, and these are the giant hexes over okay. the map. And then there's smaller hexes, and those are called sub-hexes, apparently.
0: And they're 7,500 yards, so... Not to make it confusing for you at all.
1: Yeah, I am curious as to why they did the hex and then the subhexes. I haven't seen that before, but I wonder if the big hexes on that uh, region map correlate with the uh, the Greyhawk map. Probably. Figure yeah. it out. I'll figure it yeah. out at some point. Not obviously right now, but right now. <laughs> so uh, that that's kind of cool. Um, and that's who they use for the maps in here. Is Mike Sheely has a couple of chapters, and then Daiso Logos has most of the chapters. Um, and we can talk about the maps later and my thoughts on them uh, before we get too crazy, I do want to mention one thing about Saltmarsh, marsh, uh, the city that I really had a problem with. I didn't have a problem with most of it. I mean it, it's like oh, there's people trying to uh, you know it's it's the conservatives versus the 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 liberal people like it's it's just reskinned to be that way you know they mm-hmm. they're, these people are trying to uh, modernize this place and then these people don't want it to be modernized, it, whatever. There's one thing in there where you can buy magic items uh, from Captain Zendros of the Faithful Quartermasters of Iuz. I think that's how you pronounce it. Iuz. Uh, all of her stuff that she sells. And I guess I should mention now, spoilers for the entire book, yeah. right now for all the adventures. That's Saltmarsh. So no, that's not. <laughs> that's that's a napkin that got stained. Yeah, no, Chris just showed me a, a, a so his much. map. From the uh, <laughs> from his uh, from his U series, and it just looks like a napkin that was stained with some with something, and then they it really fax machined it to someone else, and they're like, "Yeah, that 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 looks like a an ocean." Why
0: this whatever the sea creature is is like blowing his top? It's like a nuclear explosion. A whale, map. I think, is what that's called. That's not a whale.
1: I'm go- I'll show notes. There'll be the the original salt marsh map. Oh god, it's so bad. Anyways. But yeah, so anyways, spoilers for everything in this book. Mm-hmm. But Zendros um, can uh, anyone who buys a magic item from her, uh, she can cast detect thoughts at them. No range. So long as they have the item on them, she can cast detect thoughts and read their thoughts.
0: Uh, it is what? a so she's basically scrying on them from any pretty distance? much. This curse can de- be can be detected by casting an identify spell on the
1: item and succeeding on a DC twenty five intelligence arcana check. Jesus. Yeah. Like, wait, she has a DC 25? That's what? Her intelligence is, I don't know, she has like a plus seven to her intelligence, which brings it to, uh, eight plus seven is 15, and then what? 10 proficiency? Yeah. Like, and you're level one, one. to a, like, <laughs> I don't understand this. Uh, but, you know, fine. They don't give me any other information about this Captain Zindros, so I just assume, she, yeah. Everyone, like, all the other NPCs get stats, but she just doesn't. At least not that I've seen. So, what is she? She's a tiefling. Uh, she's a... Red s- tiefling? Yep, red tiefling. Okay. I, I, may maybe she'll be in a furnace. The, the next adventure book. I don't know. Uh, but you can buy magic items from a And I have a real problem with the prices they set for their magic items. Uh... 75 GP for common items. okay. 300 GP for uncommon items. That means plus one magic weapons. Right. Uh, rare items are 2,500. Very rare are 25,000. And then legendary are 50,000 GP. At first I thought it was platinum, and I was like, oh, that, that, that that's fine. That a
0: little steep, but I can work with... Nope. <laughs> Gold pieces. Well, I guess they're assuming at level one you don't have the
1: line. Well, actually I made a note of that. After the first adventure, you could easily... Like, if the party combined what they found, you guys could easily have a 1,000 gold. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it, it takes a little work, and you have to spend a little time doing that, but you could easily have over a 1,000 gold after the first adventure. Okay. Yeah.
0: In, in comparison, I mean, that's it. That's interesting because, you know, AD&D was magic heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even for...
1: I mean, 5e is... Um, not magic heavy, and I think they work, you know, hard to show that it is not a magic heavy, uh, right. system, but, but things like this, it's like, are my magic prices too
0: steep? Yes, yes, they are. Am
1: I giving you guys too much
0: gold? See, cause I mean, um, you, if you go, this is a first level, and you know, you're level one, maybe two or three here in the original. Mm-hmm. You're, it's 500 gold a piece, and, The original U1 plus.
1: Wait, you, like for completing it, you get 500 gold?
0: Yes. That doesn't, yeah, that's what the town council pays you because they're the ones basically hiring you. I think they give you
1: the group 400
0: in this. Yeah. And you get, you don't find a lot of. Coin, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, it states you can sell this for 100 GP. Yeah, yeah, I have a
1: lot of that, but it's like some of these are stolen, so you have to be careful when you sell them. You have to find the right people. I mean,
0: there's there's a ton of scrolls with a ton of spells. There's, you know.
1: Yeah, so mm, for 2,800. There's a lot, yeah. Uh,
0: 2,800
1: gold, I could get a plus one weapon for uncommon at 300 gold, and then for 2,500, I could get plus one armor.
0: Oh, I guess they're just trying to build you up so when you have to go fight the Sahua Hooligans. Yeah. The sea The Hooligans,
1: yes. <laughs> yes.
0: The C-dells. Uh
1: Yeah, I. Ooh, I could get a Dern's Instant Fortress
0: for, for $2,500. i am sure that's what they meant. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, so. I.
0: Makes me feel like your magic items are way too expensive.
1: Well, I'm not changing my prices.
0: <laughs> it's.
1: It seems weird that they are pricing it off of rarity, but that's all they do for their weapons is, or that's all they do for their magic items is just give them rarity. So I, mm-hmm. I can see that their hands are tied. But I think it would have been better if they had just made a small chart with know, like ten or twenty items, and then they just put prices with it.
0: What are the? Is there a? Do they tell you what items are there or not, or how to figure that out?
1: Uh, so she, what she has, whenever they meet with her. Uh, You get to roll twice on the magic item table F, and so that has like your plus one weapons, Mm -hmm. uh, Wanda Fireballs available there, uh, different things like that. And then you roll once each on the tables A, B, C, D, and E. So that has a bunch of different potions. um, Like A, B, C are kind of, and I think D to an extent are kind of like the smaller uh, consumable items. And then uh, E and F have the. the stronger items now if a character wants a specific item she can fulfill the request for an item uh from table f or table g there are a couple of um very rare items on there uh it'll take 1d4 weeks of work okay it's yep
0: (laughs) all right moving on
1: yeah and then you can sell it to her for half the uh half her asking cost so okay I, i i just don't like the way they did that for prices for magic items. Right. Because you make a lot of money in these adventures. Yeah, no, you do. Yeah. Now, of course, you're splitting it with the party, but I mean, if if the party's working together, It's your rogue. But I mean, it's like the, like the party is like splitting or is, like working together, and it's like, hey, if we get our fighter a plus one sword, we can be better, you know, right? Defend, right, t- right, defensive or offensive, I should say, not defensive. Um, you know, or if we work together to get our warlock a. Um, uh, a, a a better rod so that his DC goes up, then we all win. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to be getting that real quick.
0: Yeah, no, the uh, I get that, but how often does that happen? All I can think about is that one time in our last campaign where we had what was it the the ring that gave a wish something that something that pro- that provided a wish mm-hmm. and kind of passing it around. <laughs> one player was just like, "Oh, that's mine." I already know what I'm wishing for. We're all like, "What?" <laughs> yep. I just you know, players do that. So
1: yep. uh and then uh one last thing about chapter one, they also talk about how you can incorporate the adventures from Tales from the Yawning Portal. Okay. And how you might be able to put that into Saltmarsh. So then you do get to uh fill out those in between adventures where you don't have enough gotcha, levels gotcha, to take on gotcha. the next one. This kind of helps you get there. Uh and then they go over a couple of background changes. Um and there's four new backgrounds Fisher, Marine, uh the, the, the shipwright, and then the last one's smuggler, and they have like their own bonuses. Uh, they're they're nice and flavorful, um, okay. and nothing like stands out to me as being broken. So good, I, I think they're fun. Okay, yeah. So if we do this chapter by chapter, it's going to take oh forever. I'm aware, we, but I mean, we just had to talk about salt marsh, so now we can get down the first adventure: the sinister secret of Saltmarsh. marsh. Sinister secret,
0: yeah. This- <laughs> Saltmarsh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh. Say that a couple of times fast for me, Chris, will you
0: Nope. Saltmarsh. Sinister secret of Saltmarsh. Ooh. Say it slower but lower. No.
1: Damn it. <laughs> Alright. So uh again again. I'm not gonna say this anymore. Spoilers. Spoilers ahoy. Oh boy. Spoilers. Oh
0: So this is a DM only podcast?
1: I mean, you can listen to it as a player. Um, but
0: it's Don't you know, be No, don't be that guy.
1: Uh, I, th- I think we should just say the, the 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 spoiler for this: the house isn't actually haunted. Correct. Surprise. So basically, uh, what happens for this, Chris? I, w- I want to hear how they how 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 they used to say it, and I'll correct you when you're wrong.
0: What?
1: Well, I ju- I'm just curious what what how do they set it up for uh, the old timey players?
0: The house, the haunted house, isn't actually haunted. They have magic mouths. Yes. Spread around. Uh-huh. Saying various things mm-hmm. to keep people away because it's the base of operation for the smuggling operation. Yes. Yeah, um this
1: one has only two magic mouths. I don't know how many yours had. But uh, I felt like three? it wasn't spooky enough. Um, like just like the way it was written, and if I was gonna run it then I would want to make it just a little spookier. Yeah. Like I wanted it to be as spooky as the Death House from Cursed Car- if you remember
0: that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be great. <laughs> No. How about the house? How about the house from uh, what was the movie, that movie? Uh, Freaking best horror movie. Uh, Attic on the house in the whatever it was. The Cabin in the woods. Yes, by uh, Josh Whedon. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, that would be good too. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But put that uh, in the show notes. It's a fantastic movie. All
1: right. Yes. So basically, what happens is the uh, the adventurers are. Uh, basically like intrigued to go here um, like the hook is hey there's some weird sp- spooky stuff and yeah they can uh and also there might be some sort of secret treasures or something in the house but no one goes in there because it's haunted
0: mm-hmm. yep that's okay
1: uh so basically what can happen is you know they they arrive at the house it's about i think like four miles away from salt marsh mm-hmm. so they might even have a random encounter on the way there yeah, Ooh. i wouldn't really do that till level one so
0: yeah no they don't have that because
1: yeah, this is a level one adventure and then uh the book lets me know that uh by the end of this chapter they should be probably about level three
0: if there's four of them okay and that's an interesting thing about this because it goes u1 is one to three u2 is one to three uh-huh. and then the last one is three to five
1: Okay, so uh U two would be Danger at Dunwater and then U three is yes. the final interest. And so okay. it's,
0: you know, you figure at That's that point you're looking from like one to three, and then two to four, and then three to five. Now the problem is is that in here in the originals, you it you are looking at a party of up to ten people. I can't imagine DMing for ten people, but
1: not if all like you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it's You'd be splitting a lot of experience points Mm-hmm. versus if you had five people, then you are not, and you can get to level three pretty quick, I would imagine. Anyways, oh, uh, yeah, this
1: one is uh, level one to three. Danger at Dunwater is uh, for level three characters, and I you probably get to level four by the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's a, a a a lengthy thing, and then level all right, and then the final enemy starts. Everyone, you should be at least. Uh, level seven, four to six characters of seventh
0: level. Alrighty. So I'm going to speed through this just to speed. Yeah, it up no here. problem. The so at least in the original. Again, I haven't read that one. Okay. So you go to the house. Turns out it's a base of operations for smugglers. Mm-hmm. You then basically sneak onto their ship. Yep. And I love. There's a part in here. I'm not going to look it up right now. But it, it basically tells you in the original to burn the ship down. <laughs> I mean, it just flat out says, the ship's made of wood, and it would easily catch on fire. All right, now I really do want to look it up. The yeah, And they and it's just, it's an automatic that you kill the smugglers. You you find the lizardmen on the boat, and you kill the smugglers. So, but going into the next one, why do you kill the smugglers? Why not just talk to them and find out what they're doing, which is the whole you weapon. Murder them. Well, yeah, I get that players are murder hobos, but... Let me see. Oh, here we go. We have- <laughs> the sea ghost is mainly made of wood construction, so that fire is always something of hazard. She could, with some difficulty, be set ablaze and burned down to the waterline. I. It's- no,
1: uh, let's see. The sea ghost is, uh, for Ghost of Saltmarsh. The sea ghost is mainly of wooden construction, so fire always presents a hazard. The ship could, with some difficulty, be set ablaze and burned down to the waterline. The vessel will not ignite readily, for its hull, rigging, spars, and sails are all damp with seawater.
0: Oh, they just copied that yeah. pretty much word for word. So, while they say it's hard, they're pretty much intending for you to set it on fire. Yeah. Mine's in the sidebar, though. Oh, mine's straight up right in the middle. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then mine also talks about how you could hull the ship. So, just like, like uh, get down into the the bottom of the mm-hmm. ship and then just poke some holes into it Yeah. sink down.
0: So, yeah, I mean, there well, is... But where's the fun
1: in that? Then you don't get a ship. <laughs>
0: hell man i love sudden stuff on fire that sounds a little strange but i did blow up an airship the other uh about four sessions ago that was awesome
1: yep still never forgiven you
0: i also wanted to steal the new airship we found but you won't let me mm-hmm. it's just weird how they do this it's like you're expected to i mean it says they can they will offer to surrender Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's assumed that the. If certain people are killed on the ship, then uh, people will surrender. Yeah. And it's assumed that we'll. I mean, just the way it's written, it's assumed you'll kill the smugglers, but not the lizard men. It's kind of a oh, big assumption.
1: My lizard folk just automatically attack you, and they have a little pseudo dragon that will help
0: them attack. There's and a then if you kill the yeah.
1: lizard folk, then the pseudo dragon's like, oh no, you guys are my new best yeah, friends. Yeah, we're
0: you're friends now. <laughs> yep. Same thing here. Uh, and then they find Oceanus, the sea elf.
1: Oh, God. I hate that name.
0: So, so it was just as stupid then as it is now. It is. Yep, there's the Pseudo Dragon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, it's the lizard men attack just like here, but it's like, why don't they just talk to them? If it's supposed to be a thinking man's module, would you have the whole haunted house set up to be a, a thought process of what's going on? Then you just get to the ship and you're supposed to slaughter everybody.
1: Well, I, I, uh, uh, the way it's written in this one is the smugglers don't want to be found out. And so they're going to try and get rid of you know the the people that have seen their faces and things like that because they're smugglers they don't want to be found out right uh, but they will ask for uh, a surrender and a rowboat for if they kill off the captain the boss, and, and mm-hmm. the first mate and yep. also the deck wizard like they'll they'll ask for um, you know. Uh, Please let us go. Just give us the rowboat, and uh, you can have the ship and everything on board. Yep, and absolutely. we'll even give you information about what's around Salt Marsh. And please don't kill us. So, so why? And
0: it's I don't know. It's just strange. And uh, we'll and this is the they they put this in the exact opposite. And you know, skipping ahead to the Sahuaaligans, the Sahagans, It always fascinates me when I was when we were doing the research for uh, the deep dive on the website mm-hmm. that. They're, they always carry, well, not always, but a majority of them carry a trident and a net. Some have crossbows, and I think they all have daggers, too. There's a little bit of variation. Their non-weapon attack, melee attacks, are more powerful. So they're supposed to be an incredibly intelligent species. Why are they using weapons? Makes no sense.
1: Uh, I, I, I'm I, not sure about back then, but yeah, they're, yeah. They're, their, their weapon attacks
0: don't th- i mean because they get more attacks you know well the, the, like, the
1: way i was reading it was they have five different attacks that they could use but they could only still only make
0: one attack per round i think they can use two but i'm not sure anyways it seems silly to me because it's the exact opposite with the lizardmen the lizardmen have are we
1: jumping over to the next one yeah
0: uh, no 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 the lizard have... the lizard, oh, oh, the yeah, lizard this. The, the, yeah. because when they when they are fighting them here i mean it's they say, okay, we've got a one's got a broadsword, two broadswords, some javelins, and then there's a note saying that, you know, weapons longer than three feet will normally be impossible because of the side of the room. The lizardmen won't even attempt to use their weapons, they'll just attack with their teeth in the claws. Yeah. Uh and they're smart to do that. Uh
1: the lizard folk are for uh five E. Lizardfolk makes two melee attacks, each one with a different weapon. They have a bite, heavy club, javelin, or a spiked shield. Mm-hmm. Uh Plus four to hit on all of them. Uh, they all do one d six plus two. So yeah. I mean, it just bites and then like swings
0: its club at you. So, yeah. right. so I just thought Another that was reason. weird that the lizard men know to be smart enough to use their natural attacks versus the sahuagens Well,
1: for these guys, it just doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: But I mean, that also helps. Like if they get disarmed, they can still bite.
0: All right. So yeah, uh, yeah. I... So you you kill the smugglers. You kill the lizard men. You find the, the sea elf, you go back, you collect your bounty, and then you're supposed to be figuring out to get into the next one. Oh, it's kind of strange that there were lizard men on the boat with the smugglers. What's uh, going on? Lizard folk. Lizard men. They still call them fighter men in this.
1: I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm I prefer the, man. There are female lizards out there.
0: There are. They're lizard folk. Ooh. And here, the value of the sea ghost is 5,000 GP. That doesn't seem like a lot for a boat.
1: Yeah, uh, it mentioned how much the ship was if they wanted to sell it, but I'm not seeing it um, just off of a quick glance through. So, uh, I don't. I think it was. It might have been five thousand. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, this is a great way if you wanted. I don't know, maybe to run the adventure that I'm creating uh, for the Unexplored Archipelago. This is a great way to get them a ship.
0: Hey! Yeah, no, it is. So it, it's interesting because you the, your, your, you provide in here enough information for the party because the smugglers are smuggling weapons, they're smuggling them to the lizard folk, even though I'm looking right, it says lizard men. And the party will say, okay, they're either attacking Saltmarsh or they're attacking somebody else. A common sense most players are going to be like, "Oh, they're starting an attack on Saltmarsh."
1: Yeah, and and what this book has is basically, um, if the players go back and tell like the council of what they found mm-hmm. uh, in the haunted house, then they are sent back to try and board the sea ghost, and so then they're getting paid by the council to take oh. out this smuggling ring, uh, and okay. then when they go back to the council and tell them, "Hey, we did it. We found these guys," the council. Excuse me. The council are the ones to say, "Hey, they're going to be attacking Saltmarsh. We need you to go do Chapter Three
0: of this book." Right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. That's pretty much the same thing here, uh, but it it's much vague. It's much more vague in these. I, this was This was written by a totally different set of people that wrote most of the modules back then. This was uh. This was their UK division.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think this was like their first one that they put out. mm Hmm.
0: So it was totally a different type of adventure. They had really moved away from the dungeon dive, temple dive, underground cave dive, whatever it was, to more of a thought process one. But I, I don't know. I just think most players, especially back then, are going to go with the easiest route possible, which is assuming that the bad guys are them, the lizard people, and they're going to go in killing them, and it makes it hard to get to the next chat. It seems like there's barriers to put in for the DM to try and get the players to continue to move forward in the old ones. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this is, uh, like, the way it's written is it is a uh, very open, kind of ended type thing, but there is definitely a driving force that the DM can rely on to uh, move the story forward if they think that they're uh, their their players aren't, um, you know, moving the story right. appropriately forward. So that does help the DM, because it sounds like you had that problem way back when, where it's just like,
0: uh, Yeah, I mean, you'd literally have to be like, find a note saying that, some, you know, you'd have to make it blatantly obvious. Yeah,
1: Here, the counselors kind of take over that uh, jumbling-to-conclusion um, knee-jerk reaction that you would hope that your party
0: has. Okay. The only thing other thing I wanted to talk about on that, which pisses me off for a couple of reasons. The leader of the smugglers, they're smugglers. I would automatically assume that they thieves, because that's what they were called. thieves there. No. And here, it's a level 4 illusionist.
1: Oh, uh, they just call him a
0: duck wizard. What? Why? What? Why? Why is he an illusion? Number 1, illusionist is the worst, absolute worst class ever existed. I mean, the max hit points that a level four illusionist can have is sixteen. Yeah. He has eleven and he has an AC of eight and that includes his deck bone decks bonus. Now gotta remember AC there, the lower the better. You're mm-hmm. gonna slaughter this guy.
1: Yeah, we uh, this ship has a bloody bajorn, a pirate first mate, foul frithoff, a pirate bosun, <laughs> punkata, a pirate deck wizard, and, uh, Captain Cigard, Snake Eyes, Pirate Captain. And if you kill the Pirate Captain, First Mate, Bossin, and Deck Wizard, then the seven crew members and the three lizard folk will surrender.
0: Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Different names. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh,
1: well, I have one thing that I wanted to, uh, complain about real quick, um, in the, back in the haunted house, uh, I talked about, like, it wasn't spooky enough. Right. Now, if they do get into the basement of the house, and there really isn't much else to say about the house, it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, in the basement, there's a, uh, secret area where there is a skeletal alchemist that comes alive, uh, when, when, um, characters sneak in there. I don't know if this was yeah, in the original, but, uh, it is a, um, it is the original owner of the house, and he was trying to become a philosopher. And he has a bag of holding
0: at his waist,
1: uh, and then also a, uh, a, a cursed
0: luck stone. So automatically... The cursed luck stone is definitely in yeah. Yeah, the- uh, yeah. yeah, so
1: they in this first adventure, they get a bag of holding, and then a what they think is a regular luck stone, uh, but it's actually cursed, so know, it's fine. Uh, curses are sometimes fun.
0: Yeah, because in here, the the skeletons come alive but there are six skeletons you have to fight yeah and it's interesting because do they list the here it's it's a cursed luck stone but it's they're trying to trick the party into making you think it's the philosopher stone yeah
1: they okay. do that here too
0: um, the other thing that's kind of weird is okay it's gold pure gold but I mean the things you can find in there are human skull or it. 750 gold gold pieces 20 gold. an apple 150 five gold a rose 150 five gold and a set of five small discs 50 in total five gp each so 25 total each skeleton has a leather pouch in which there are for some reason 47 gold pieces
1: uh the skeletons don't have it the table holds small stacks of gold coins totaling 47 gold
0: yep okay so that's the same
1: uh, it also has his spell book and uh, some sort of chemical apparatus on the bench, which is worth 20
0: GP. Yeah. And I mean, to your point about the magic items, so let's see. That's well,
1: well, I'm not done yet.
0: Okay, sorry. Keep going. Uh,
1: just like two encounters later, they also get two more items. The Pipe of Remembrance, which is just some yeah. nonsense, whatever. Fluff magic item. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then a suit of Mariner's armor. Scale mail. What's that? Uh, as far as bonuses and everything? I mean, what's it do? I don't remember. Yeah, because I mean, here you get... You know, there's scroll- there's a lot of scrolls. There's at least two rings of prote- protection plus one. There's a fair amount of gold. I mean, like, as you can see, it's not like it's cheap gold. <laughs> you're getting...
1: Yeah, you're getting a freaking fortune. Uh, the Mariner's armor gives you a swimming speed equal to your walking speed. In addition, whenever you start your turn underwater for- with zero hit points, the armor causes you-, causes you to rise 60 feet toward the surface. <laughs> so basically uh, a life raft. <laughs> oh, there's plate mail plus one. And so yeah, it's it's for for a, a company that says you don't need magic items, they're just immediately throwing magic items at at the party and it's like, <laughs> well, maybe your prices aren't that crazy if you know there's you know these yeah. random bandits have magic on them.
0: Well, I think the other thing too is they if they're basing it, we'll get to that if they're Staying in the spirit of the originals, then they're going to need all the help they can get when they get to this honking layer because they're fucked. I mean, if you're supposed to be level five fighting these guys, it's, you're, it, it, no, it's going to end poorly. Yeah, uh, well, luckily you're level seven. Here, you're max level five. In fact, it's three to five. Can you imagine, I can't imagine walking at level three.
1: That's the Sinister Secret Assault March you start and a, uh, not as spooky as they uh, as they make it seem like it is I, mm-hmm. I, I guess what they really want is like the the player's imagination to go wild and there is someone inside the house that claims he got hit by a, a ghost but he's actually working for the smugglers and um, he will take an, an opportune time to like stab the party in the back. Uh, if he gets a
0: chance. Yep. Yeah. Um, no. There's the same. It's, yeah. They call him an assassin that the uh, smugglers placed in yeah. the house to you know take care of them. Yeah.
1: He's hired by some sort of lord inside of Saltmarsh, so yeah. it's like eh, yeah, whatever.
0: It's the same thing. There. He wants to keep the smuggling because he's getting kickbacks.
1: Yeah. So uh, like it's nice. Not, no. I I would want to uh, dial up the haunted factor a little bit. Maybe like just like make sure when you're running this to describe like the house creaking underfoot. That uh, like maybe like big cobwebs kind of like clinging to the side yeah. and throw in a couple more magic mouths like as they're like going through, Um, you know, like instead of just like the two at like once they get started getting closer to the band, it's like put them kind of spread out through their house, you know, like maybe one um, is just like what sounds like wind uh whistling through the house and it's just like causing like the rafters and stuff to start shaking and uh maybe like ominous like moaning and groaning sounds coming throughout the house. I can get behind that. Yeah, like I, I think you should, because the the book talks about like you know don't let on that's not actually haunted. Like you know make them come to the realization that's not haunted. And I think yep. the way they have it written, it's it doesn't feel haunted enough to me.
0: Okay, yeah, and they they make the the notation of that in there too. It's, I mean, I guess the the onus is on the DM to yep. make that happen. So now the you're next ba- one. Yeah, now you're back, and my adventure. I've got my. 500 gp and i'm rich um and i'm like fuck you i'm not going to fight anything else because i'm rich
1: yeah they get uh, 400 gp for uh Total? taking an end to this se- well the party gets 400 gp for stopping the or for ending like the smuggling ring they get all of the stuff that they find which i think adds up to about 200 and then the materials on board if they find a place to sell it they can get uh an additional like 800 gold from there
0: okay so they're well on their way to buying magic items whatever they want so we talked. i brought it up real quick but i don't i don't know if it's in that so is there a sea elf captive Is he named oceanus and oh yeah 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 uh oceanus is in there he's a
1: captive um he's <laughs> the book says that he is a great fighter but he's cr half
0: okay and
1: the the book goes on to say like you know oceanus will join them in their adventures and help them in their fights and it's like Mm -hmm. if i breathe he's gonna die.
0: yeah no and they bring up the same thing here and you know that makes me think too
1: let me grab his stats real quick at the back of the book
0: and um, you know that makes me wonder too i mean because here it's like he he will come with you
1: yeah Yeah, cr half he has a trident so plus four to hit and he deals 1d6 plus 2 piercing damage and he only makes one attack per round, and he has 30 HP.
0: So you're going to need to level him up with the
1: party. <laughs> yeah, he, he does get a... he he If he joins the party, he assumes that he is getting an equal share of the loot, and he should get an equal share of the experience, which basically just means whenever you're divvying out experience points and you have four people at the table, divide that experience by five
0: instead of four. I think that's fair.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he's, mm. he did half the work.
0: He gets half the booty. <laughs> See, because in here... He's a multi-class. He's third level fighter, third level thief.
1: God, he sounds useful.
0: Yeah, Um, he has no armor, obviously, or weapons. He has decent stats. I mean, he's got a strength of seventeen and a dex of eighteen. Wow! Yeah, twenty-two hit points isn't a lot, but I mean, back then it is. So, I mean, he's freaking useful.
1: He's jacked. Yeah. Uh, He has 15 Strength, 12 Dex, 16 Con, 11 Intelligence, 12 Wisdom, and 10 Charisma.
0: Oh, wow, your players are getting fucked
1: over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even... You know what? <laughs> if I run this, he's just dead. We don't
0: need you. <laughs> Thanks. I don't even like his name. Yeah, no, the name's crazy. All right, so on to... Danger at Dunwater. Yeah. Uh Ooh, an hour in. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad we're only doing three adventures.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, This is going to be a long one. All right, so the next one is. As
0: everybody hits st- stop on the podcast <laughs> right now. Uh,
1: Danger at Dunwater. So, this is the council has asked the, the adventurers to go to the lizard folk mm-hmm. and investigate what's going on. So, not necessarily to attack the lizard folk, which is a, a very important thing that you should spell out to your,
0: to your characters. Oh, to make it very
1: clear go, huh? go, murder, hobo. Go over there, uh, reconnaissance, figure out what's going on see but and it is a like in, in in the way the book's written uh for 5e that it's if the lizard folks see the uh the adventurers they will take out like their their uh, spears and stuff and they'll be like no go away go right. away same thing yep i guess not murder hoboing first just but
0: how are leave they, us alone there is such as the dm how do you convince the party it makes there's a disconnect no i would say that normal town council once they're told everything would be like they're coming to attack us i mean they're not rational they're gonna protect themselves and they're gonna be like please go kill the lizard folk don't go reconnaissance go take care of it yeah so i think that the the responsibility is on the dm to figure out how to do that and it's not it's not an easy task (gasps) in the original modules
1: yeah so well i mean I guess what it comes down to is, like, the the leadership of the town don't know for certain that they're the target of it, so they don't want to start any hostilities.
0: Okay, I get that. I uh, guess.
1: What I'm given is, the leader of the council impresses upon the characters that they are not required to act with hostile intent. In fact, quite the opposite. Their incitement is one of information gathering with the additional hope that they can return with knowledge of what the lizardfolk are up to. A reward of 700 GP is offered for the successful completion of this mission.
0: And that's basically the same thing in the old one, but it seems like it's such a it's so poorly written. I just don't to go to one from to go from one module to the next, the, the sequel has a shitty tie-in. It really does to me. It doesn't make sense. I would feel better if they were just like Go see if you can kill them. See if, if not, report back to your reconnaissance. But when they get there, they start figuring out what's going on. <laughs> after they murder half of Hopefully the they probe. don't start murdering. So you have to set it up a little different. It just doesn't seem like it flows from one chapter to the next or one module to the next. But neither here nor there because guess what? You're doing it anyways. You're heading off Wait. to the monster lizards. Once,
1: I have to read this, uh, the, this, uh, this sentence. If the characters freed Oceanus from his cell aboard the Sea Ghost in the sinister secret Assault Marsh, the elf offers to join them in their expedition to the Lizardfolk lair. His skills in combat and knowledge of the seas and the dark things that dwell there might prove invaluable to the party. You hear that? His skills in combat will prove invaluable.
0: He's gonna throw his trident and hide. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez One d six plus two at a time.
1: That's 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 what he's gonna do.
0: <laughs> his tier is useful. Uh, of course, there was no you know bonus. For there was backstabbing but there was no bonus like anyways, anyways
1: well regardless yeah. the council sends the party and it's like please don't attack them please just figure out what's going on if you come back eaten then we'll know that there's you know some shit going on and i'm given two different ways that the party might approach uh which is either through the sea mm-hmm. entrance which the book spells out to you is a horrible idea but let your party do it or through the really? swamp entrance
0: really that's interesting
1: yeah, uh, apparently the uh, the
0: lizard folk don't like it when people come in through the sea, as that's where the sea doubles live. Oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Now, here, I'm going through because I don't remember. I'm making sure I didn't miss anything. Journey to the Lair. Yeah, here, it's you can take the sea and get there fast. <laughs> it's basically what it says. Or you can go through the marsh.
1: Yeah, sea fast, marsh slow.
0: Yeah, And but I mean, there's no... There's no anything bad on the seaborn
1: journey. Yeah, yeah, nothing bad happens to them on the no, sea. Nothing all w- the bad things happen
0: in the marks. Oh, God, yeah. There's all sorts of bad shit that uh, happens in here. Which
1: we're, we're going to get to, but first... Um...
0: Yeah, but there's nothing negative about taking the ship, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, so your
0: a, book is basically like, yeah, you can take a ship, but it's a really bad idea. Go have some random encounters. Yeah, they're
1: they're more sugar happy if you come in from the sea. Okay. Whereas uh, the the way the book states it is basically if uh, the characters arrive at the lizardfolk lair and they're like, we want to talk to the queen. Um, the lizardfolk only speak draconic, so that that might be an issue for some mm. creatures. That's there are awesome. a couple lizardfolk that speak uh, common, but most of them just speak draconic. Mm-hmm. So. It might be a little tough but eventually you will get an audience with the queen and um she is not impressed with the humans because they're land dwellers and so what they have to do is then do a series of um charisma checks and uh trying to get friendly with everyone uh get a certain amount of points uh, they have a um a charisma check benefits so basically if they can get 50 point uh, a score of up to 50 points then the queen will like them and they can complete their mission of getting her on board with them and like uh, bringing the humans into this, like, we'll kill off the Sahagans with you. Or they just start murdering people, then their score drops, and then at a a certain point, then the the lizard folk just start murdering them. Right. And there's a
0: lot of lizard folk. Yeah. Well, that's a a much better way of they do it in the old ones, because the old one, it's just kind of like you. And I'm glad to see that we've uh, progressed as a... uh, Society, even, you know, wizards has moved forward because here it's a lizard king. Glad to see it's a queen now. Oh, yes. yes. Um, and here you're not convinced, you're convincing the king, but you're convincing his advisor more than anybody else. Um, and, and that's one of the benefits of 5e. There's no such thing as like charisma checks and blah, 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 blah. And you're there, you're just talking to him and you hope that he believes you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and from what I know about the old series, like this was a very new thing. Like people didn't talk or mm-hmm. role play like that in their adventures um and each uh of the adventures and goes to salt marsh they have like a little spot where they talk about the original and they kind of you know uh mention why they chose it for this book and kind of the importance of it during that time and and they do mention for the danger of dunwater that like this adventure is different because of like right. it is role play focused for the success yep not Fight them until they die for success.
0: And it's interesting, too, because the descriptions for lizardmen when this came out were good, but they spent a lot of time talking about, you know, political structure within the, uh, you know, the race and, you know, how they operate and how here they go into it's broken into, you know, there are two factions, like in Saltmarsh. The shamans don't like humans and so on and so forth, and the king. In the advisor are much more open to that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh,
1: and and this also has a little bit of information how to role play lizard folk. Okay, but a half page. Yeah, that's it's good. I yeah. mean, it, uh, it, it it also does mention if you were not able to charisma check them to death into loving you, you can go out into the swamp and murder things.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. What's interesting here is. They, I think, again, I think they just assume you're going to start killing things because they make it clear where if you go in and kill a bunch of stuff, you're going to be like, shit, we need to rest. So you go back out to go back in. They're just like, so if you attack, if the party attacks and kills some and then needs to go and then retreats to go back out to rest, when they go back to apparently murder more lizard people, they have been replenished by 50%. And if they do that again, and then go back next time they go back another fifty percent. <laughs> if they do it on the third time, yeah, they haven't really been able to recuperate. So they are literally just throwing you know meat lizard meat shields out there. Uh, you mean experience farming? Exactly. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> You're basically camping the, the lizard layer.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like uh, regenerating their their numbers in the book, but it does give you like over it's like thirty or forty. Uh, lizard folk throughout the lair, and eventually, at a certain point, they're just going like once a certain amount of them or certain types of them are mm-hmm. killed, then the rest of the lizard folk are just going to leave.
0: Yeah. So then, how and do then, you then, then, to, then then the adventure's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the adventure's over, and then the final enemy is
0: way different, and that's up to the DM's discretion. Sahagan <laughs> just tax salt marsh. Yeah, <laughs> Level it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's burning around them. They're like,
1: this is fine. <laughs>
0: The who are the allies? Because they have a they have an lot alli- They're oh. setting an alliance up. That's what the lizard folk are doing. Yeah,
1: they are. One sec. They have lizard folk, of course. Mm-hmm. They have merfolk. They have Lokathath. Lo, lokath?
0: Lokathatha. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Like, and then the Coelint.
0: Okay. I uh, don't know any of these. The the, the last two. They well, have these a are
1: all new um for this adventure. Uh, They don't really have very good
0: because uh... they're in here too. But I've never. I'm gonna...
1: All right, so here's Coelanth,
0: and I'll so throw it's a, a half orc lizard creature that lives under the water.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You know what Mara look like? They're ugly little
0: motherfuckers. Uh,
1: and then the Lokath, Lo-ca- Uh, they are. They just look like fish <laughs> with a pet seal. Yes. <laughs> Pretty sure, like they show a picture of a locath with a pet seal, but I'm pretty sure the only there isn't anyone in the books with a pet seal, or uh, there isn't a locath with a pet seal. So they just threw that in there. Which I mean, it's a cute picture. Why not? Um, Oh wait, wait, there is someone with a pet seal. I just had to find a sea lion. Um, Oh yeah, it's a
0: triton's sea lion.
1: So there is a pet sea lion with a triton. But now it's a low cap
0: Apparently, they've been around for a while. Well, I mean, AD and D was a while ago. Yeah, so they got written because <laughs> it was in the. It's in the original monster manual.
1: Yeah, so their 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 picture from way back when looks
0: <laughs> stupid. It looks like a Sahagin. Yeah, but he's friendly and he's riding that uh, seahorse. I don't know. So maybe that's what the picture of
1: uh, was that for the picture of the the danger at Dunwater. Or is that the the um, the final enemy has that as the picture for the uh, the cover?
0: Yeah, I'm looking. Because I thought that was a Sahagan, but that I might actually a be Sahagin a low So I guess my thing is, it's interesting because if they gave them all new, yeah, I yeah, mean, I think that's supposed to be a Locath. I agree. I thought so. it was a Sahagan then.
1: Yeah, I have one Sahagan in this adventure. <laughs> He's in a cell, and if the players yep, release same. the Sahagan, then the lizard folk immediately kill it. And then they're like, "We don't trust you. You are yeah. seen with a sahagin."
0: The only difference here is the sahagin will be like, "Oh, I will help you," and then either run away or try and murder you.
1: Yeah, so, pretty much. And um, like, the book goes to great lengths to explain to you, like, don't describe, uh, don't tell the players what these creatures are. Yep. Just describe what they Same look thing. like, and don't tell them like, "Oh, yeah, it's a sahagin," or "Yeah, it's a it's a lizardfolk." Like,
0: describe what
1: they look like. Don't tell them their names.
0: The more and more of we're comparing this, it's Sounding yeah, like they winding. just. I think did a lot of, <laughs> Yeah, they did a lot of cut and paste and updated it, which is great. Yeah. But I do find it interesting that those two, the two of the allies, is that they have to put the stat blocks in the new book because they fell off through the editions. I mean, they were introduced in Blackmore yeah, supplement, well, and then I mean, must have fallen off somewhere in the three or four. You three got five. One evil underwater race. You got
1: all of the evil underwater races you need because these are all like evil creatures. Except for I think the low cap, I think they're supposed to be neutral.
0: Aren't mermen are the the, the marrow
1: are definitely evil. They're neutral evil. Huh. Uh, low cats are neutral, and the coalants are uh, bu- 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 lawful evil.
0: Wow, that's a pretty good alliance to get them together. Especially since the whole thing is they're trying to get the sea elves to in with them too. Yeah, that doesn't
1: yeah. Why would the sea like? Yeah, plant? it's like ugh. I mean, lizard folk are true neutral. So I mean, the the, the sea elves, uh, yeah.
0: But I mean, the plus the fact that sea elves are sea elves and tritons. Why aren't they getting the alliance with the tritons? Um, they are the sea elves. In as we move forward, one of the things we were looking at when we were doing the research for the article was as the additions go on, they become the mortal enemy. Yeah, of the sahagin.
1: Now this does state that the Coalent, uh declined the queen's offer of an alliance, so they they were like, nah. We okay. we we don't need an alliance against the Suhligan. They are friends.
0: They, except the Suhligan, have no friends.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah, that. But it's they feel great enemy in, for the elves of all types and make attacking them a priority. So if there are sea elves, they're just gonna murder them. <laughs> great. <laughs> so if Oceanus is with you guys.
0: He's getting fucked. <laughs> like, We're fighting. Great. What's going on again? Let's just kill everybody. Yeah.
1: God, I, I kind of just want to take like those uh, uh those. What you used to, like, crack, like, lobster claws and stuff. And mm-hmm. just, like, crack open a colon. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's how you're
0: supposed to kill him. Dude, he's get some good fleshy meat in there. Yeah.
1: Alright, uh, yeah, there, there isn't much else to talk about with no, danger really? at Dunwater. I mean, the I, I guess the uh, outside of the uh, lizard encampment, if you have some people that just like fighting, there is the uh, Thousand Teeth. He's a giant, angry... Crocodile thingy. Um, so he's a, a a good fight that they can do to raise their standing with the uh, the lizard folk. And then there's also the bullywugs. Yeah. Who They're it stupid. just sounds re- freaking ridiculous. Yeah, it's
0: it's bad. It that didn't change. It's still oh,
1: bad. One second. like I I got to find the thing real quick. Oh, the bullywug ambush. So the bullywug king Gulpagore. He has an advisor named Arp. Uh, they have uh, they are staging a competition to see who can waylay the tasty interlopers. Uh, there are three waves of attack that will mm-hmm. attack the party while they're traveling. Arp is in the second wave, and uh, he makes a grand show of battling the characters. And whenever Grarp or Arp uh, uh, hits someone in combat, he grins at the king. Great, and then Golpagor, the Bullywug Royal, uh, he has a, he arrives on a mounted giant toad. After Arp and his guards are slain. <laughs> so it's like... And then like the
0: Bullywood King just fights until he's dead. Like, cool. Fantastic. So, yeah, I mean... The other interesting thing from this is... Two things, and then we can move forward. Okay. One, make a note in here saying... The most tricky aspect of the whole adventure for the DM to regulate... Because it's quite possible for the party to simply mount an offensive against the lizard men, trying to kill all the encounter. This would mean that their chances of learning the lizardmen's true intentions are slim, and would cause some problems leaking the adventure to the next module. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I I I have that too. But here they when they go in to talk to the king, is there in 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 the book, is there a is there an advocate for the party? Because here they have the. the yeah, oh, okay. there's an old. There's the. Uh, lizard old Wise. Man. Okay, that's the same.
1: I don't. Uh, Sariv. Or Sariv.
0: Mm hmm. If the party kills any of the lizard men, they're willing to get over that.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's,
0: the, she's willing to oversee a certain amount of death. Right. But the king in this one requires them to basically pay. Mm hmm. Weird guild is what they put in here for everyone murdered
1: yeah so if the party uh for this for this one if the party don't feel like uh fighting they don't feel like uh talking to people they can just bribe their way into uh uh it, into them liking them basically for every 10 gp and coins gems and other valuables they offer the characters gain one point consumable magic items earn five points and permanent ones that provide uh, uh, application for battling with the Sahagin, uh, provide 10 points.
0: So that's an interesting little twist on it. I like that. <laughs> it's great, though, because they go through the uh, the magic items, and they're like, eh, you know, they want, your, they, they want their magic items back. But, you know, give back the ring of protection plus one, you can give it back, but they'll sell it back to you for 25 GP. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you have a pearl of wisdom, give it back. We'll sell to you for 100 gp yeah now in here there's also a uh, staff of the python mm-hmm. and they're like give us that fucking thing back <laughs> you can't have that
1: and you're not gonna buy it
0: so uh, it's
1: pretty cheap yeah. they don't give an uh, like they do have a uh, uh, pearl of power and a couple of other magic items if you steal anything from them mm-hmm. um uh, then you lose points for its value okay. uh though yeah uh, eventually that you steal so much from them, and you don't give it back. She doesn't care if you, like, if you stole something, but give it back. But if you don't give it back, then they're just going to murder you. Okay. Because yep. there's, you know, 30-some-odd yeah, of them, and there's only yeah, four
0: of bad. you. I give it back. <laughs> yeah, no, the, uh... I can just, like, imagine, like, she's like, no, I stole it, it's mine. <laughs> it's like, well... <laughs> He's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, as he slips his <laughs> ring into his back pocket. I didn't pocket.
1: steal anything. Nothing in my hands. And, like, the rest of the party is just like, well, we want to get out of here, <laughs> so, uh...
0: He's like, well, he
1: did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and,
0: he, and they turn to see him, and he's gone. The, oh God! Yeah, it's it's interesting here. I mean, it's uh, why not just pay it? Because it's ten gold pieces for well, you each need one 50 you points, kill. So that's five hundred gold. Or you just don't kill everybody, but nah. and there's a couple ways around it. They have a couple ways around it.
1: No, I will say I, I forgot to mention uh the Bullywugs, uh if you <laughs> kill them I'm you can alive. find 325 platinum pieces holy shit that's a lot so of money. 300 3250 gold pieces you can easily buy what really whatever uncommon or rare item you want and you get a helm of underwater action
0: yeah. so yeah all of a sudden uh, we go it goes it keeps going nuts yep yep i guess uh, i guess they heard too many complaints about not enough magic in and- i have no idea we're gonna get into here the final enemy. Um, I just I'm showing Steven the picture of uh, the okay. the first picture inside there. I'm showing Chris. Yeah, yours is awesome. Hey, mine, yours has
1: a magic user casting doing...
0: light at them. I don't know which actually wouldn't be bad because they are very sensitive, but they don't have that. That problem. picture is badass.
1: Yeah, mine is some dude sitting on a coral reef throne. Yeah, for
0: a forearm. Who again? The
1: final enemy. Except there's more than just one enemy I mean the final enemy seems so I don't it's just I'm not a huge fan of the name of this chapter,
0: but whatever you should be fighting a Kraken,
1: yeah like yeah like the final enemy like he's not rolling on there's there's other enemies to fight kind of well, just seems like a weird name for it well in the in the original, I get it's I, over yeah i i I mean yeah it's it's a hogging or gun after this, but eh.
0: Meh. Meh. Meh.
1: So, uh, basically, a summary is the Council of Saltmarsh tell the adventurers, hey, we need you to go play reconnaissance for us.
0: Yes, same thing. I don't... Yeah, yeah.
1: Reconnaissance. So, sneak into this place. There, There's going to be a couple encounters, like fighting encounters, because the Sahagin are just like, we'll murder you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's fine. Um, so, there's a little bit of excitement. But it, like going through it, there's like over like 60 Sahugans, in here, A ton of sharks, ton of like, no, it's like, bad stuff in there, and it's just like geez. But basically, uh, the adventurers have to go through three levels of this Sahagan uh, fortress, and just scout it out, and then they can return to the councils, get their big reward, um, and then this one, uh, I- I'm not sure about the original, but this one uh, you can take part in the uh, assault if you want. Yeah, no, it's just over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think yours was just reconnaissance, but this one you can you can take part in the assault, and you can get a certain amount of points, and the more points you get at the end, then uh, the better
0: uh, uh, reputation you have. with Saltmarsh. You know, it's interesting because I would wonder there was there were follow-ups to this in uh, Dungeon Magazine, which I didn't read because uh, uh, you
1: are a Dragon Man. Yes,
0: Dragon Magazine. Was Hashtag awesome.
1: Dragon Magazine. Yes.
0: And I wonder if that's how they followed it up. I don't know. Anyways, my favorite part of the whole module here in the original is big, bold letters, all caps, important, special note. This DM must recognize from the outset that this is a very dangerous module for the characters. Play testing has shown that the mission can be accomplished by a courageous thoughtful party whose members have planned their incursion into the fortress carefully equally playtesting has demonstrated that careless players who fail to plan ahead can quickly land their player their characters in serious troubles and basically they die (laughs) so you're they, they admit right out that they are going into a deadly encounter
1: yeah uh here i get combat not required the characters are considered an elite team that can bring back the needed information They will likely need to fight some of the Sahagin, but must remain quiet as often as possible to avoid becoming overwhelmed. If they can achieve the mission goals without combat, they're playing smart and well. The intent is to get the players to think tactically and avoid unnecessary fights against a superior foe. Reward, reward the character's efforts to move past areas filled with Sahagin undetected, but do not hesitate to have the Sahagin react if the characters behave carelessly. Okay. And then I'm given a huge chart. Uh, I didn't mention this in Danger at Dunwater, but I'm giving a huge chart of each area in uh, the the lair. And then how many Sahagans are there. And I was counting through and I lost count after about 60. Oh wait, uh, there's well over like 100. Because there's, in like one of the final areas, there's over like 45 Sahagans just hanging out.
0: Yeah, don't, don't now we talked I mentioned earlier that the 5e uh, Sahagans have gotten seriously nerfed do they do they pump them up in there?
1: Yes, I have several because they Sahagans. are they are
0: they're, they're strong in the original uh, original d d and they are still strong in this because I mean they they're no joke
1: <laughs> there's a there's a certain strength in numbers yeah I have uh Blademaster, cr6 sahagan champion cr3. Sahagin Coral Smasher, CR-1. Sahagin Deep Diver, CR-4. Sahagin Hatchlings Form, CR-3. Sahagin High Priestess, CR-5. Sahagin Wave Shaper, CR-5.
0: Oh, good. So they're doing some justice then.
1: Yeah, so I got 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, five, six, 7. New Sahagan in here. Because um, that, was,
0: that was my biggest complaint yeah. looking when I, we were doing the history was I was like, this sucks, yeah. man. These guys were great. And now they're all of a sudden yeah. they're like...
1: None of them are going to be solo bosses, but they do have um, uh, a a uh, couple of sharks with them, and then there is also a, the they uh, have the the maw of some dude.
0: Yeah, but if you're fighting, let's say
1: ma of Sicala, he is CR seven. He's a two faced shark.
0: Great, but I mean, if you're going in, what's a CR of a giant shark, anyways? Like. CR5. CR5? Holy shit. I believe. So, if you're going in and fighting, let's say, 4 or 5 Sahagan, and they got a couple sharks, that's no joke.
1: Yeah, well, they're reef sharks. They're the weaker versions. They're like uh, CR1, I think. Yeah, giant shark is CR5. Hunter shark is CR2. Reef sharks are half. Shell sharks are CR2.
0: Say that five times fast.
1: No. I'm having a lot of issues with these (laughs) S's. (laughs) Uh, but
0: so i don't forget because i'm old i want on a little side note part of the reason that i didn't like doing underwater adventures when i was dming back in ad and d was they go into a lot of depth here Uh. yeah (laughs) yeah uh about how underwater combat should be handled making sure your mic's on aren't you
1: uh that's like the fifth time i've checked during the recording (laughs) that the mic's on
0: (laughs) And they it gets. They tell you how to do it, but they don't tell you how to do it because they're like, if you're in underwater combat, you can be striking from a 360 degree attack field because if you're not standing on the ground and you're in water, you can be attacked from below, to the sides, from your back, from above, from above, you know, an angle. It's like mm-hmm. never really thought of that, and now I'm in the water and I'm like fuck yeah they mentioned this because there's like these big seaweed
1: clumps that, uh i i like i think that they say that so that the players will think oh we can hide in these seaweeds mm-hmm. and these like Hagen patrol will just go overhead and they won't see us because we're you know have total cover in these seaweeds so i think that's that's yeah. that's uh part of it now you have a beautiful map of <laughs> of the final oh, yeah um i have three different maps all drawn by Dyson logos they're fine um, I don't feel any need to show them to my uh, party, which is something that I want to talk at the end of this about maps okay. and things that.
0: So here is where, and I don't know what it well, I'm sure you'll tell me, but if the party comes in by ship yes. on this one and the Sahagans see the ship, it's a good strategy actually because the, uh, the ship chieftain, at- the uh, 24 warriors and three lieutenants go out to attack the ship. Huh. And now you're just like, fuck yeah, there's nobody here. <laughs> now we can murder Hobo. Um, no, you're going to have to walk back. and It's not a short walk. And they even bring in here where you can plan that as a strategy and get the captain to like go in and be like, ha-ha. And then this, they see them because they know they're going to come out to attack and sail away because a ship can move, I think they said, seven miles an hour, and the Sahagin can only... Uh, swim three miles an hour so to draw them out so that you can actually mount an attack right there do what you need to do and then slip out okay not a bad idea
1: this does not have the sahagin paying attention to the outside world okay you can just row up uh so long as you aren't like screaming at the front gates they're not going to notice you until you barge in yep. uh ooh, i'll show you a picture of the island
0: oh that's kind of cool yeah, yeah it's
1: kind of fun Uh, It's just like a giant spire that shoots up uh, and then there's a cave entrance that uh, they can find that has a door in front of it.
0: So even if you you arrive at night, because here they make also notes of, you know, if you arrive during the day, you can get off and do whatever the hell you want because they're not going to come up into the light because they're super light sensitive. Where if you arrive at night, there's a much higher chance they're going to see you because they'll come up because it's dark and the light doesn't hurt them at that point. Yeah. Found that interesting uh, that they, they don't bring that up at all.
1: No, it, it's just uh, da, da, da. yeah they they don't talk about
0: or sorry, they don't talk
1: about how um, like uh, depending on when you arrive, different things will happen. It's it's you know, like they they allow the the adventurers to arrive there without learning Sahagin, basically, <laughs> and once they start going in, then people are going to start getting yeah. sad.
0: You have the two options again, travel by sea or travel by marsh?
1: Uh, no, because this is an island, and so you kind of have to take a boat to get there.
0: Because oh. here you can go through the marsh again and just get attacked by all sorts of crazy shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, according to the big region map, you could walk there mm-hmm. and then swim the rest of the way, but it might be a little difficult.
0: Yeah, because it's you can take the marsh, but it's a long goddamn walk, and... An encounter incurs one chance in ten. checks six times per day, and it's a lot of days.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We i are rolling I, a lot of dice.
0: Yeah, and it's
1: slow moving through the marsh. They give me information about that, um, and it's ten, th- uh, ten leagues away, so it's it's a it's a it's a long walk. Yeah, um, and there is you know
0: there's a the lizard folk layer. You got a lot of chances at being poisoned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's another thing in the old ones. I am not sure about this one. In the first module, there's a lot of chances to be poisoned or infected with disease or so, things like that, and in the second one, mm-hmm. and in even in this one, because you know the things you run into. Yeah, po- you know snakes with poison. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like oh, make a constitution check. Oh, you know your yeah you know, your strength is minus four for blah blah blah. No, here it was like. You know, if Cure Wounds or Cure Poison is not usable in one, two, three turns, the player dies. <laughs> huh. That's like it! You're just dead. You're fucked. You guys don't like Hey, you got good. poisoned, and you're dead. Roll a new character.
1: That's <laughs> huh. I mean, yeah. just cool. Yeah, we don't have that problem. Um, no. Cure Poison kills you. Okay. Yeah, I, it was either Danger at Dunwater or The Final Enemy, but there's a section where you can get poisoned, mm-hmm. and every 15 minutes you can try and make the save again, but... Uh, but otherwise, you're poisoned for three hours. And no. it's just, you know, typical poison, disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks.
0: No, you're dead. You know, and they tell you that, you know, there's a 30% chance of water taken from the marsh, and if you drink it, which is stupid yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah, it was like, if you drink more than, like, a thimbleful mm-hmm. of water, then you, you're poisoned.
0: So, you can boil it, but there's a 30% chance that any water taken from the marsh will... Unless boiled first, cause serious disease when drunk. You make a save versus poison or suffer acute abdominal pains, completely incapacitating the victim, with death following the next three days. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, you can cure it within that time, but. Yeah, that's. that's no, fun. it just tells you you're going to die. Yeah.
1: All right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, this one actually says that the council uh, has, like, puts the adventurers on a ship and sends them there.
0: That's much better.
1: <laughs> no walking for these for these guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, something we didn't mention in would would be Danger and Dunwater. The lizard folk are trying to do this because the, the Sahagin took over there.
1: Yeah, this used to be the home of the
0: lizard folk. Gotcha. Uh,
1: and it used to all be above water, but the Sahagin, uh did some sort of spell ritual thing, mm-hmm. and it caused like the first two level or the bottom two levels out of three to get sunk under the waves. And so now they're working on getting the top level under the waves as well.
0: Yeah, not as much detail on that in this one here, but similar kind of thing. Just wanted to make sure that we talked about that.
1: Yes, Yes, I did miss that.
0: It is interesting because they do say that, you know, the lizardmen, there's a certain contingent of lizardmen that come with you and they have a good idea what's going on. Oh, I don't get any of those. But they've changed it around a bunch.
1: But if 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 you're nice to the lizard folk, danger in Dunwater, then they can provide information about the island, like where there gotcha. might be entrances and things like that. So you don't have to go through the main entrance. You could, if you have the means to, you can go down into one of the lower entrances and okay. uh, that's underwater. That makes sense. Okay, so uh, this adventure is. Uh, Interesting. Um, <laughs> it's if you go through the main entrance, then you're just gonna have enough fight. You have to finish that fight within three rounds, or else they have enough time to warn other Sahagan to come and save you. So there is a lot. There is a lot of we gotta attack fast, we gotta attack quick, and we can't let anyone escape, or else we're gonna get like overwhelmed by Sahagan. Mm-hmm. So there is a big focus of that in the book where it's like these people, if attacked, one of them's gonna try to run off. Right. You need to stop that from happening.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, the rogue's or raising his a... hand, going, um, "Can I just sneak in?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Uh, if if you don't help the lizard folk, then you only know one way to get into the right. island. Right, right, right. And it's like, oh lordy, because uh, the first one, there are six Sahagan, two Sahagan Coral Smashers, and one Sahagan Champion. So immediately, that's <laughs> just all right, boys. <laughs> we're going in. <laughs> well, that was a quick chapter, because we're yeah. dead. Yep, and then uh, directly behind them, uh, if they if you make too much noise in this, then there are two Sahagans uh, standing guard in the next room, and uh, if they start hearing noise, then they're going to run off, uh, especially if the uh, the the alarm is sounded, mm-hmm. and they're going to grab five Sahagans, two Sahagans Coral Smashers, and then two Sahagans Priestesses. Like,
0: Oh, Lord. Yes, yeah, so much for reconnaissance.
1: Yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah, we just murdered half of them. We <laughs> reconnaissance; that they're dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or they you just don't come back because more likely you're dead. Yeah. See, and that's not... It, it's similar here, but you have... Now, in this, you're supposed to be, what, level 7 by this point? Yeah, level 7 for these yeah. guys. See, here, you're probably level 5. Okay. But you have a... It says the reconnaissance party. So oceanus will go with you and again here he's yeah uh, he's actually useful. yeah he's useful. Yeah, oceanus
1: will come with them but uh mm-hmm.
0: he's not useful um the pseudo he's dragon the opposite of whatever useful is yeah exactly the pseudo dragon which we didn't talk about but yeah that's yeah yeah if,
1: if, if the pseudo dragon is like you're my new friend then yeah
0: he'll come with you yeah you get six marines sent from the uh the town council that go with you
1: i don't get anyone like that
0: and you get Two lizardmen officers and twelve of their warriors to go with you. Jeez. So yeah, when you man, you are. No, that's to, the, of course that's if you haven't slaughtered the lizardmen. Um, yeah,
1: when when you kill everyone, it's kind of hard for them to right. send support.
0: So I mean, if you're following this the way they're thinking about it, you've got upwards of 18, 19, count the pseudo dragons, twenty other people with you. So if you walk up to the gate and you know there's that first encounter, you're like, whatever. <laughs> Pound the shit out of them. You just mark there's no reconnaissance. You're just like, well just hey, everybody that's an NPC, meet shields up front (laughs) and we're just gonna attack the shit out of (laughs) everything. Fuck reconnaissance.
1: Yeah, I I, that that has a lot of people to control. God. I was like looking through this, and I was like, "Geez, if I was running this, I sure hope my players don't alert anyone because I don't want to deal with all of the, the all of the NPCs just yeah. like attacking them and remembering. Oh, this exactly. one's a priestess. This, this one's a like. Oh, god. <laughs> but I guess back then, you know, that was the fun of it was to have twenty people that you, you got just had henchmen
0: everywhere. God, it was awesome. Now we just have pets. Seriously. One more. Fucking we're not person. talking
1: about pets on this. On this,
0: uh, you know, let's save that for the next. We're saying we're saying we're doing which
1: this. next episode. We're also going to be going
0: over the new information for the artificer that uh, Watsy put out. Oh shit! I got to read that. Yes, me too. Pets. Yeah, I don't want to. Let's. Sahogan have pets. They're sharks. Yes, they
1: do. They have the best pets. These pets are actually <laughs> useful.
0: Fucking giant. <laughs> sharks. There's
1: like twenty sharks inside of this place. I'm yep. like, jeez, how are you feeding them? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, you know, that that's what they say about the Sahagin. I mean, if you're one of the weak ones, they mm-hmm. just get rid of you. So now you're <laughs> truck food.
1: Yeah. So um, I have three layers. Uh, it's all yep. very interesting kind, kind of Same stuff. Same thing. There's a bunch of stuff that you can find um, on the first layer. Uh, it is above water, so you don't have to worry about water breathing. Mm-hmm. And if you do help out one uh, dude that's slowly dying, then yep. he can tell you about a secret stash. Same thing. Where there's a like a helm of water breathing. and then the, Or no, there's a cloak of the binder, right? Which gives you a swim speed and um, you can breathe underwater. And then there's like 12 potions of water breathing same thing yeah. pretty much yeah so that that helps round out the uh, the party it's a little
0: different here they actually I go mean, they go through and state that you may not be able to have enough enough items mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to split the party I was like oh what <laughs> never split the party you know I mean because what well, so they
1: mean the MBC, the lizard folk aren't going with you because they can only hold their breath for 15 minutes in 5 Yeah, and neither can
0: six human Marines either um, oh, good they they'll guard the level one yeah, fantastic. I guess that's one way to literally condescending
1: level one by murdering yeah. everyone.
0: <laughs> We're just gonna stay here and kill everybody. You guys swim, um, which I guess is maybe another reason that they put this whole thing with a chart of shit that's inexpensive because you're gonna be like, we need fifty eight potions of water breathing, please. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we have uh, they're they're given twelve potions of water breathing, and so I mean that's twelve hours divided among yeah.
0: Uh, so who gives it to you? The oh, you just find it in like a like a gotcha. little stash area now. Cause yeah, I mean they, it, you know, the town council. You're going and fighting creatures that live underwater. Yeah, gotcha. and you don't typically, unless everyone's I, tritons. The last time, hey, I checked, the tritons yeah, looking good now. <laughs> I don't breathe underwater, so the town counts the mermen. I'm sorry, the mermen that are in this group, which apparently don't send anybody dicks. It's fine. Yeah. You guys got this. No, they got Oceanus. He's an elf. See, elf useless. And God. yours is good in mine. So instead of giving you something that can actually help you breathe underwater. Yeah. The Town Council is going to give you a scroll of magic user spells and cleric spells, which is no joke. You're getting some good. You're getting two first level, two second level. Ooh, and I take that back. The third level magic user spell is water breathing. Oh, nice. But if you're a fourth level wizard, you're casting it once. Yeah, well um hey, so you, you you're relying on they're basically making it so that yes you can get enough items for the party to go down you figure the seal probably can st- yeah yeah the it. sea elf
1: can do it uh lizard can do it for a short brief area but they got to run back yeah to get some so, more air
0: past that now your party once you get water, yeah it's there it's third level yeah you're on your own
1: third or fifth level yeah for you No, no no
0: third level is the only level that's purely underwater in the original. Oh process. oh you're
1: talking about layered under level yeah three. actual okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about current level.
0: Got no. it. Oh I got level two and level three are underwater. Some of level two is not all of level two. Okay. So yeah I mean it goes through. The art gets slightly better. I mean that's not bad.
1: Yeah that yeah I, I was looking through the art when putting together the deep dive on the Sahakan and you know it it wasn't that bad for the final enemy. No. It was actually
0: pretty decent. So, um, for once... Oh, God. Then I, I, I take it back now. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So, it's a weird, like, Sahagan lady
1: with... It, it's like BDSM right there. Yeah, it um, really is. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I put it in the show notes. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's disturbing.
1: Uh, you're disturbing.
0: True. So, you're on a reconnaissance mission. Correct. It is literally impossible to survive this unless... You're sneaking. A lot, a lot,
1: a lot. And
0: you're swimming. Yep. And if you're a fighter, you're probably not wearing plate. Why not? Because you're not sneaking and you're not swimming. Hey, when you're swimming with plate, it's
1: all dampened by the water. Anyways, I mean, you would still have disadvantage on your stealth roll. So yeah, you'd be you're like, fucked. "Fighter, uh, get get some fucking leather." Or something. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. <laughs> Why are you the way you are? <laughs> And like the clerics, like I feel so naked without my heavy armor. (laughs) Well, for the
0: certain clerics that get heavy armor, but yeah, the whole module is set up for you in the original to slaughter everybody because there's a ton of shit here. I mean, just going into you know if you make it to the Baroness in her sleeping quarters, there's platinum buckles, there's gold. Yeah, there's there's, so much wealth here. So it's so a normal a normal party of (laughs) players is gonna get to a certain room and be like fuck yeah we're just gonna keep trying to go and they're gonna get to a certain point they're like we made a serious judgment er, error in judgment by doing this (laughs) because hard to spend all this gold when we're dead
1: (laughs) yeah there there's definitely a point where it's like "Ooh, that's really shiny (laughs) i wonder if i can kill this important lady and no one will notice (laughs) yeah Guess just swim up and like stabber like oh die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I sure hope no one hurt us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, we have to swim out of here, and they swim faster. Yes. That's fine. One of the things I do really like uh, about the Sahag- no,
1: no, yeah, that that would be very uh, during encounters. That would be very frustrating for players, is because. Unless they have a swim speed, they have half speed. Yep, underwater. So they only, you know, a regular has thirty feet, or uh, was it six squares? So now they are dropped down to fifteen feet or three squares, mm-hmm. and so they're, you know, they're they're going to be very sad. Uh, unless no, it's especially quarters everywhere, but still,
0: yeah, especially if they're at the point where one of my favorite things about the Sahagan, they have nets. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they love throwing their nets. They
1: uh, there's a couple of. Uh, modified nets in here but this ahagan aren't loaded out with nets oh see and this ways.
0: it's uh i think it's 60 or 70 percent of them Ooh. have a it trident it net well those nets
1: are useless in 5e
0: yeah and their net is now i can't remember which version it is here i think it's just a trap net but one of the it may be that the net is they have barbed hooks in them so they throw it on you. Yeah. You're now stuck to the net, and then they just say this hog and basically stand like you know about five feet away and go poke with the trident. Poke with the trident. And See that's so- why they use
1: a trident and not their claws. Yeah,
0: and it's like death by a thousand pokes instead of paper cuts. So it's it's it is set up for you to want to as a player to be like I must have all this stuff and die. Yeah, and and they don't talk about like
1: after they do the reconnaissance and kill everything like hey can we just go through and take Mm -hmm. their valuables like as a dm i may be like sure but you know the other ones have pillaged a little bit you might not find everything
0: (laughs) (laughs) so in 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 the originals yeah saved by some miracle of god you do kill everything okay
1: Yay. That's okay. a ton of experience. Though.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting a castle. And hey, lizard folk, you have your, your you know, layer back. That's fantastic. Pay us. Um, because we just liberated yeah. your home.
1: Yeah. I mean, holy crap. I can't imagine a party. Like you need to do. be able to do like you when you run this. Make sure you tell your players like you got to do this within like a long rest. Like mm-hmm. you take a long rest before going in. You're not coming out until you're ready to take your next long rest. And then you're not going back in because they're going to notice shit. Right. They're not stupid. Like, they, right. the the average Sahagin has 12 intelligence. So, they're above average on Oh yeah. intelligence. No. So, if you're doing this, you can't just kill everything and then expect to get a long rest whenever you need it. Like, you go in and then you're getting the hell out whenever it's time to take longer than a short
0: rest. Which is a really... Or,
1: yeah, like, or if you're taking a bunch of short rests, like you're gonna to have
0: to leave yeah which is a great point which for makes a lot of sense in the new version because that really is making it reconnaissance yeah versus slaughtering everything
1: yeah and 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 i do have to say like there it tells you to reconnaissance the the uh the the layer but they don't and i might have missed this but they, they don't tell you how much to reconnaissance right. so i was like Am I just doing the first level? Like, what is the bare minimum you need from me? You say, "Good job. Here's your money."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, hey, there's a big room when you walk through the door. Yeah, and uh, and then you're just making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I,
1: I I would just tell like you know like the players like, hey, uh, they need you to reconnaissance all three levels. Yeah. It doesn't need to be complete, but they do need to know uh The three levels and kind of roughly what's on each level and, and what's going on.
0: And now that rogue is basically being like, "Yeah, no problem." And he gets it's a piece like, of, "I've already did yeah. it." He gets a piece of parchment paper, goes back to the lizard folk. He'd be like, "Hey, you guys live there? Draw me a map." Comes back, he's just like the whole party's out. He's like, "Here you <laughs> go. Can I have all the gold for everybody? They're all dead."
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I think that this can get really frustrating for the rest of the players because as you meant like the rogue would just be like, "Don't worry, guys. You guys give me that cloak of the manoray." Yep. I slipped that bad boy on me. I got uh, so much swim speed. I got so much stealth. I'm just going to go through here by myself. It's fine, guys. Don't come with me. You'll just get like a track. Like you need to make sure that your party does not split up when they go in here. Yeah. Because if I, I would like if the rogue just goes down there by himself, I don't care how good he rolls in his stealth. He's going to get found out. He's going to get murdered. Yep. And I would just look at the rest of the players like, you know, like you guys see the rogue slip down there uh i would describe a little bit for the rogue and then the sahagan are just going to start surrounding him yeah. and you hear screaming
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> like there's going to be certain points in here that like the rogue cannot get past right if he's by himself he needs someone else to help him like either distract them or murder them yeah, and make sure sense. you put those like type of encounters in the way so that the party is not slipping past and if the rogue is still like you know i, I can sneak past these guys like <laughs> at that point it's just dead like the, just your, your rogue is dead. You pull out another character. <laughs> you are now playing Oceanus. <laughs> uh, Except, uh, make sure you get like Oceanus the Swole and make him a little bit stronger.
0: Yeah, no shit, right?
1: Oh wait, no the swell like you know like swelling waves. He's mm-hmm. Oceanus the swell.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna ignore that.
1: Yeah, like. Make it so like your party can't really separate because if they do, the rest of your party is going to feel useless, and then your high stealth people are going to be like, "Ah, oh, this is fucking easy."
0: Right? Why is this
1: even a challenge at level seven?
0: You're going to need that fighter that decided to go and plate mail down there because yeah. you're fighting that yeah. many Sahag and you're
1: screwed. Yeah, definitely. Like you can have there be a couple encounters in there, but don't don't make it so that like. Everyone's aware. <laughs> there, there's going to be, like, a fine line. And I expect that there's going to be some TPKs for yeah. uh, for this uh, this one. Because they're just going to be like, barbarian, I just run in I murder things. And it's like, mm, just because you're bare barbarian does not mean that... Uh, <laughs> 500 spear points doesn't kill you. And you're underwater, so you're not moving as fast as you're used to. Mistakes were made. (laughs) I didn't take Whale Barbarian.
0: Yeah, no shit. That should be a totem, Whale Totem. There you go. No one does underwater battles, even with this. A couple odds and ends. Uh, Something I found interesting, and maybe they have it in there, is they give you, there is a place that you can go in the DMG to find out exactly what spells will and will not work underwater. Okay, yeah. uh, Because obviously fire-based spells don't work. Uh, Creatures have resistance to fire damage in 5e. Yeah, see, they just flat out don't work. Like, magic missile? Is that a... Disadvantage, I can't remember of some sort, oh. because it's like you know crossbow bolts—they don't go anywhere. Yeah, but
1: magic missile just auto
0: hits. Yeah, but uh, they yeah. consider it, it's considered an arrow in one oh, Okay. So you know crossbow still work underwater, but they have less effect and way less range unless it's a Sahagan crossbow, which are specially developed for them to travel underwater.
1: I yeah, they're guess. like what five times the price.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, like so it's interesting. It's yeah. not.
0: It's not that they have a disadvantage they just flat out don't work
1: yeah make sure you if, if you're going to run this check out the rules for underwater combat there's like one paragraph in phb and then maybe two or three paragraphs in the dmg mm-hmm. it is not a large time investment but no. it isn't you know it's it's Important. nice to read through it yeah
0: so you wanted to talk about a little bit of the art
1: yeah well actually i'm just going to say one last thing uh what makes uh ghost assault Marsh different from the original the final enemy is that at the very end of it, um, the party can take part in the big mass assault on the Sahags. Which is awesome. Yeah, and so basically what happens is they're going to they're gonna be joined by a bunch of people uh, on the first level, and they're going to go through, and depending on how many people they kill, they're going to get victory points. The more victory points they get, then the better the outcome, and the more gold they get at the end of it all. Uh, if they do nothing when they said that they were going to help but then they decide to not do anything or like they're attacking like their own people uh, they are not welcome back in salt marsh any longer shocking
0: yeah. so that is I mean so that's basically they drag it They they make more sense in 5e where In the final enemy, you get all the people there. I mean, like we said, you have a potential of having 20 people helping you. And I guess even though they say reconnaissance, they're under the assumption that you're going to just slaughter everything. Here they're like, it's truly reconnaissance. Come back and we will supply you with a small army. Yeah, these guys, though, they are considered a strike force, so they're still not giving any
1: NPCs. But basically, they go in, they soften the enemies, and then they just leave whenever they're ready. Like, all right, we've done too much, ready to go. And then that's when the rest of like the humans and stuff charge into the Sahagan layer. So this is like, depending on how many points they get, if they have less than fifty victory points, they get 700 gold. It's fine. Uh, they get between 51 and 125 victory points, they get 1,000 gold and a random magic item table. Or, alternatively, you could just give them a plus one weapon of their choice, plus one shield, plus one wand of the war mage, or a tan bag of tricks. I mean, yeah. at 7th level, they probably already have a plus one of all that because they're yeah. so fucking cheap. Also, why is a tan bag of tricks on the same level as a plus one weapon? I have no idea. Yeah, it, it just seemed weird to me. I mean, summoning I don't know. Uh, 126 or more victory points. Uh, they're given 1,400 gold and then three random items from uh, magic t- item table F.
0: Yeah, but so, I mean, to your point, you're probably already loaded up on Magic Headers because they're so fucking cheap.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but basically, so you can get points. Uh, if you kill a Sahagin, you get one point. Sahagin Champion, three points. Sahagin Coral Smasher, five points. Blade Masters, uh, ten points. Opening the gate at Area 1, you get 15 points. Killing the Baron, uh, 25 points. And then if you raise No Alert, 25
0: points. So it's a, it's a... <sighs> party cumulative segment. yeah
1: so it's cumulative for the party and so i mean raising no alert geez that's got to be really hard when you're the strike yeah that's, that you're
0: like no nah, there's no 20 but
1: uh each uh party member is given a potion of gaseous form and a potion of vis- invisibility by the council and if you don't use it they expect it back
0: <laughs> again the rogue i don't know what you're talking I about i used all of them yeah, at remember, the same time remember that bag of holding i could buy <laughs>
1: And there's nothing in there. Remember that bag of holding you got in the first session?
0: Right. Exactly. The, uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, so no, it's. No, the magic items, the magic, magic the, items in this
1: adventure is weird. Doesn't, yeah, this hardcover sense. magic items is just
0: like. It doesn't fit with the rest of it. I mean, it, honestly, uh, it feels like they've heard a lot of people complain about how there's not a lot of magic items and overcompensate
1: well those. i mean storm King's Thunder had this problem where it's just magic items galore and huh. I, I wouldn't call it a problem though i mean you were no. getting giant hordes and dragon hordes so yeah. it, it made sense no, and I, I like magic items. yeah yeah i like my i like giving magic items too i mean we i my my world is kind of a uh not high high magic um but it, it's it's probably a little bit higher than just like a medium magic world like mm-hmm. there, you can buy magic items you can sell them yeah, it, it can be difficult finding specific magic items that you want, but it's it, it's not impossible. So I
0: yeah, but they they cost
1: yeah. I I wonder though if it's because it's in uh the land of Greyhawk, if that's why magic items are more plentiful than in like the Forgotten Realms. Could be if if, if that's their thinking, like you know, Greyhawk has more magic items. Great, uh, Forgotten Realms a little bit scarcer on the magic items. I can see that. Yeah, uh, but they don't make a mention about how magic items work. So.
0: Well.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Our final segment is just general impressions about this book. Of course, this is just me talking, but feel free to ask any questions. Uh, I like this book. I, th- I think Why? it's really cool. <laughs> well, uh, the main thing that I like from Adventure Books, a lot of maps, and I get a ton of maps in this. Now, we'll go off on a tangent. They're all Dyson logos and um, maps with a couple of Mike Sheedley maps. But they're not, like, the nice Mike Sheeley maps that you get in, like, Curse of Strahd where they're all, like, drawn out and beautiful and colorful. And, like, maps that I want to show my uh, my party. Because mm-hmm. what I did for Curse of Strahd when I ran it, I had access to a large format printer. So I would just print out, like, uh, the maps. Or I would just print out, because um, I had a really nice commercial printer. I would print out, like, big sheets of, um, like, the death house and things like that. And then, like, they got to, you
0: know. Yeah, we missed those See maps.
1: the house. Yeah. They were great.
0: Uh, And they were beautiful,
1: and they were maps I wanted to show the party. They weren't just maps for me. These maps, and here, aside from the first map of Saltmarsh, which is like that beautiful Mike Shealy design, the rest of the maps are uh, uh, Dyson logos, and then also Mike Shealy doing the blue and black Mm -hmm. and white type maps. They're fine I don't find them interesting. They're fine for the DM. Like, they, you know, like, oh, here's the room. Here's what it looks like. Uh, there's a statue here because it's a star in it. Mm-hmm. It's very much like the old style of map making. Which, you know, these these are all old. Well, not that old for some of them. Adventures, I think, like, the newest one's, like, from 2005. And so, they, I guess they're doing, like, maps of, like, that time. But they also did that in Dungeon of the Mad Mage and mm-hmm. Waterdeep Dragon And it's just, they're boring. I, I... Well, the other. I don't want to look at them, and I'm the DM. <laughs> do you,
0: Do you think it's because doing the other styles of maps are incredibly labor intensive and time consuming
1: and expensive? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but they're nice. to they're awesome. also okay. Yeah.
0: and like like it. If, if I'm paying fifty bucks, yeah. I want that. Or if
1: you're like virtual tabletops, like they're great maps. You can just like take yeah. them out of the book and put them there, and then like the like it it, it definitely helps bring. Uh, like the encounter, like exploring something a little bit more to life than just here's a bunch of black lines, and then I'm going to read you some uh, flavor text, and I'm going to describe the room. Like, like I, I think it really helps uh, seeing things. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe everyone loves these Dyson logos maps. I mean, why else would they, you know, do it for a third adventure book? Expensive? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's probably a lot cheaper than you know, yeah, full color, all that stuff, especially on the ink. Um, but. Uh, I, I I miss them. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that. That's my complaint with the maps. It, they're they're fine for what they are. Plus, they have some really nice diagrams of what ships look like and like side views yeah. and stuff. So, I, I there, there's a lot of nice things in here. Uh, for maps and stuff. And if you don't mind Dyson Logos maps, then they're they're good. And then Mike Shealy also has his black and white maps in here. And I like his over Dyson Logos maps. Even just like his black and white ones are better than Dyson Logos. Mm-hmm. But he, I, he has like a, a different style, a different texture, that that type of thing to his maps. The adventures in here are uh, pretty fun. I, I liked reading through them. Uh, I spent most of my time reading through the main three that we talked about today. Uh, Sinister Secret Salt Marsh. Danger at Dunwater, and the Fallen, or the final enemy. But there's also uh, four more, I believe. Um,
0: Is there a big final boss?
1: There is sort of a big final boss. Uh, So there is Salvage Operation, which is kind of a short uh, ghost ship type thing. Cool. Isle of the Abbey, which is a little bit longer of an adventure where you're uh, figuring out what's going on in this Abbey as it's getting attacked by undead. Uh, Temerot's Fate which uh, I don't know a huge amount, but it has a little bit more of like cultist type things, from okay. what I can tell. And then the Sties is kind of your big final battle um, where you fight a juvenile Kraken. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of just like here's this big bad evil guy, but in baby form. It's like, but I want to fight the real thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we kill them, mom shows yeah. up, you're dead.
1: Yeah, and I mean like a, a, the the Kraken is a Big CR monster. It's... Uh, yeah, it's no joke. That, uh,
0: it's the Tarrasque of the Sea. CR 23. Tarasque of the Sea.
1: You're level 11. You're probably not fighting the Kraken. No. The juvenile Kraken is CR 14. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, no one wants to it's, fight it's Junior.
1: Actually, the artwork for it is like almost like, oh, you're kind of cute.
0: <laughs> uh, so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong then. So, the first series... You know, it sounds like chapters when you say two three four and five all kind of tie together and flow together as one oh, that's stupid They're all fl- that's the picture of the junior Kraken um, it
1: looks like a weird messed up mind flare head it
0: does so they play as a series of adventures that are meant to tie together yeah they and it sounds like from what you're describing the last set of adventures are all individual but based Salt marsh region. In the salt
1: marsh region, yeah. Uh, Now, they're all like, you have to go travel to them, kind of like the other Mm -hmm. ones, but like they all take place in like this region. Um, And they're a little bit looser tied together. And so it's, and there could be a couple of like level discrepancies in between them. So you, you know, you find something to do. But the appendage. The appendix, sorry. Your appendage. The appendix uh, A has an entire section about sea um, stuff. It talks about how ships work, things like that. So it's a very nice section. It's fairly long. Um, they talk about sample ships, and it's just builds upon the uh, unearthed arcana of ships in mm-hmm. sea document. But they also have more information, uh, which I really wish I had more time to uh, read through everything. But they show off ships, they show off different hazards at sea they even have a couple more maps in the back and encounters that you can do uh to kind of help uh spook, uh bulk up their levels right so they have um you know ooh, you find this underwater cavern or you find uh wart hackiel ruins i don't know some sort of settlement on the seaside cliff and there's like a big map in the back and Hmm. there's like encounters so it's like mini stories kind of in the back it's just kind of cool
0: now i Mm -hmm. i the only hardcover i've played has been strad is that is this a new way of doing it Because strad was strad it was a linear yeah i mean you went from hey silver mist shows up and you're in stradlandia and you're like fuck i'm never going near mist again do you kill strad
1: well and that's uh, it uh no uh tales from the yawning portal is kind of like this where okay. there's like all like you could kind of tie the tales from the yawning portal were more separated like here are some a couple of uh like quick session adventures that we can go on okay uh but this one is a little bit more tied together but it's not as linear as the other ones like you could huh. do this or you could just be like eh, and we're gonna do some other type of sea adventure gotcha uh and you know like like they're there isn't, like, a big bad from level 1 to level 11. It's, you know, here's all these different things going on around the region, and you just happen to be the right guy for the job.
0: Yeah. All right, so there's, that's another question I have for you now, uh, a UA question. A lot of the sea, seafaring, sea battle, underwater stuff was UA stuff. Yeah. And they've now they've put it in this book. Does that take it out of the UA realm? Does that make it actual...
1: Uh, whatever's in this book mm-hmm. is now out, is now part of the uh, core rule. Okay, one, that's the official in that- rules. Right now, uh, I haven't gone through with a highlighter and checked which ones are uh, like what senses are correct and what they've changed and stuff. But it looks like what they did was they added in a bunch more information. Okay, and um, like they provided.
0: Jeez, I just saw that
1: uh, there are. Duh, duh,
0: duh. So once once you have to pay fifty dollars for a book, it's. Official,
1: uh, like you can rule. use it's 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 added information that you can choose to use or not. Okay, like here they've added in information about magical storms. So there are different magical storms depending on the school of magic. So there's like a necromancy magical storm. Ghosts howl and maw in the storm's wind, while the remains of long-dead mariners stir in their watery graves. During the storm, 1d4 specters, 2d4 ghouls, and 46 zombies emerge from waves to
0: attack the ship. Oh, no, that sucks.
1: Yeah. Or transmutation, where um, it's like ice stone and stranger me- materials are just like twisting all around you and like pelting down your ship and doing dealing damage. And
0: That still sucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, conjuration uh, air elementals are like in the winds and attacking. Like, and there's there's a bunch of different things on there. So they, they expanded on the rules. They added in what different types of ships will look like. like. There's pictures of galleys, pictures of a sailing ship, and picture of a long ship and a keel. But, like, they're, they're, there's some cool stuff in here. Um, and one of the reasons why I picked it up, uh, not just so I could talk about it for two-plus hours, is um, I really uh, i am working on, like, my own.
0: I was going to uh, say, you need to plug. Sea you Adventure,
1: like, like, slowly, like, working on it. And, like, I post, like, blogs every wednesday like here's like the mechanics for this here's mm-hmm. blah 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 uh, if you
0: haven't had a chance to look at that if go to the website it, show it. it's a campaign diary um as he continues to come up with his bullshit i mean come up with his ideas uh, that i am not allowed to touch or come near or touch Go anything involving it?
1: I told you, you could tell it to me in a note. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could mail me a letter, and in two to four business weeks, I would.
0: And then I just got to post it back on it that says uh, stupid. <laughs> um, so check it out. It's actually kind of fun to read. It is set up like a diary. Um, so it's, you know, this is how we're starting to run it. This will be the next thing that happen. This would be the next thing to happen. And we've gotten some feedback. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that steven's gotten some feedback that is useful because just because he's written it down in the diary doesn't mean it's exactly what's happening it's a it's what he's thinking of now to kind of put together a loose framework of how he wants it to work and the feedback he's getting from people uh some of it he's been like huh, i didn't think of that and i'll incorporate that into this or you know if it's my feedback i get a sticky note on it that says stupid
1: i'm not using sticky notes they are too expensive to just write that on there okay great i should get like a stamp just to make it easier
0: <laughs> probably uh so if you haven't checked it out check it out i mean it's we're up to what chapter 12
1: we're on part 15
0: 15 Let's show, well since i can't look each at part it.
1: is one week so we, I, i've been doing it for about 15 weeks now um you know they're they're fairly short uh you can easily catch up mm-hmm. within a week uh, just reading through yeah uh Would I recommend getting the Ghosts of Saltmarsh book? Depends on what you want to do. Like, if there's a ton of stat blocks for water encounters in the back of the book, which I was very excited about. There's tons of maps. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, I mean, a lot of good... Just like one-shot adventures, if you guys want to do that, like in the book as well. So if you like water, you wish there was more water in your adventures, you you want to try like a different genre of adventures. And Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. If you hate anything to do with the water, no, don't. Don't pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of water in there.
0: Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, you get
1: seasick, maybe don't pick it up.
0: So is it the $50 game store or maybe or $30 Amazon for sure?
1: Uh thirty from Amazon definitely. Um and then I, I would pick this up from the game store for fifty bucks, which is what I did without mm-hmm. even knowing what was in it. Um
0: didn't you have credits though at the game store?
1: I do have credit, but that's that's beyond the point. <laughs> I would pick <laughs> this up. I'm not paying you shit for this the now. Game <laughs> store. Uh like I would definitely spend the fifty bucks for this. It is a uh it has a lot of information about sea travel, which I like. It has a lot more stat blocks, and it has like Four new magic items, which I don't love, but mm. that's fine. And it's uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool adventures in here, and I mean that helps when you know they get to look through the vast amount that they've released in the last right. you know thirty years, and just pick the best ones. It 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 typically helps making a good adventure book. It does instead of them just pulling something out of their ass and then just hoping it's a good adventure book. <laughs> Looking at you, Storm King Center.
0: The uh, yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, so I can expect uh relatively soon for our campaign to no longer be floating on the Astral Sea, but to be floating on an actual oh, sea. Oh, you
1: could easily uh take the of ships and sea stuff and like convert it into the astral sea. No
0: more astral sea. Well then don't go into it. I don't, I, don't know what to tell you. I don't nothing good ever happens to me when I go into the astral sea. And then all the idiots want to keep ships and uh, I'm like, no. So we'll do the real sea. <laughs> yes. Yes, because in the real sea, I just don't float out in outer space. If, I, if I don't know, a certain Warforged cleric pisses me off, I can just kick him off the boat. And he he goes, just sinks. <laughs> he, can, he can walk back to shore, but I'll be like, motherfucker, that's what you get for not healing me. <laughs> I love you, Alex. Um, so, yeah. No, I mean, well, so good. Worth the money. Yep. Uh, I know that was an awfully long episode, but it's something we've been planning for a while. And then. I can't wait to do it for Descent into Avernus, uh, the God. newest
1: D&D adventure. Whatever. We're going to hell, which is totally stealing my ideas. I just
0: know they're stealing my ideas. Of course they are. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, well, we're actually recording again tomorrow to get caught up so that we can, because people are, I don't know, going places.
1: Oh, yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that.
0: So we'll figure out what we're going to talk about tomorrow, right?
1: (laughs) Well, tomorrow we're going to talk about... the
0: UA. Oh, shit. I got to read that.
1: Yeah, the UA. And then there (sighs) was something else that you were complaining about that we said we'll talk about tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we just did it. So When you're doing the edits tonight, tell me what it is. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Oh, pets. Pets. That's right. We can talk about pets. Fucking pets. (laughs) All right. Well. Say goodbye, Steven.
1: Make sure you uh, check us out on Patreon so we can keep doing more of these. And we could do them every week, which would be really exciting, because then, you know, you're not waiting a month for us to talk about the Artificer.
0: And they won't be two hours long.
1: I mean, they might be two hours long if you guys want that. I'll be happy to do that if that makes, you know, no. if if you want to you know, please, please. start throwing money at my face, then I'll make these longer. I don't mind. Or
0: you could send us money and say, please only make it 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that too, yeah. I am a river to my people.
0: Mm -hmm. However fast they want me to flow, that's how fast I'll flow towards them. (laughs)